0: Visit tripsurfervacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there.
1: They're gonna clean up your looks with all the lies in the books to make a citizen out of you. Because they sleep with a gun and keep an eye on you, son. So they can watch all the things you do. Because the drugs never work, they gonna give you a smirk. Cause they got methods of keeping you clean. They gonna rip up your heads, your aspirations to shreds. Another cock in the murder machine. They said I'll oh, say
0: they just scare the shit out. They could
1: kill us as long as someone'll bleed. So dark in your clothes, I'm a violent host. Maybe they'll leave you alone, but not me.
0: The boys and girls in the clique, the awful names at the. Hey yo, hi, the devil. Are we, Benny? You good, mate? Yeah, I'm alright. Uh, my throat's a bit uh, raspy. I'm doing other stuff today, recording stuff, so my voice is a bit like, I feel it's getting sore, so I apologize if it breaks somewhere during the uh, excellent episode of uh, Chain Wrestling, I am now on again, (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) You are, you are. Uh, You are indeed late notice, I I know, late notice, I know.
1: Uh, Mr. Mags has been called away at the very, very last moment on a Guava Gathering contest. So he's a bit busy this evening, more vegetable and fruit related missions for him there. So Benny has stepped in at the very last minute to fill the hot seat and sit alongside me once more to bring you another fantastic, exciting episode
0: of Chain Wrestling. I am the Byron Saxton of this show, basically. You are the Byron Saxton. <laughs> are <you>? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody wants me, but you've got
1: me, basically. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Very quickly, I will jump into the chat before we start the usual. Uh, Mr. Matt Willis, I see your comment there very early on. It's Monday night, you know, that means, yet Man United lost again. You no, know, mate, we didn't even have a game. So if you're going to try and wind me yeah, up, at least get your facts straight, <laughs> eh? Let's go! But anyway, I can see my good lady as always. It's Monday night. You know what that means. Indeed we do. Indeed (laughs) we do. It is Chain Wrestling Live. So, here we go then. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Si and Not Mags again, yet, just yet, very soon hopefully, a Radio Techers production. I am Si, and with me this week is the Olympic hero to my lazy zero. I am, <laughs> no, I don't know it takes me. The showstopper to my golla whopper. Ooh, you can be as rude as you like with me. <gasps> my, my belly, obviously. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about my summer. Okay. A podcaster that's making a great comeback of his own here this week, even if it has only been sort of six and a half, seven days since he was last here, I suppose. Yeah. Mr. Benny
0: Mack, glorious to have you along again, my friend. Thank you very much for the invite, even if it was late. I've just realized I could, instead of being the Byron Saxton, I could be the uh, AJ Styles when they ran out of wrestlers that uh, won a few years ago. When everybody was stuck overseas and they needed, it was Finn supposed to be Finn versus Bray, but it's called oh, yeah. AJ Styles in for the last minute and ended up being a pretty good match, to be totally honest. So uh, I don't feel so bad now, actually. Yeah,
1: <laughs> fair enough, mate. Fair enough, AJ Styles. Look, I'm not suggesting I'm the phenomenal one, but you know. <laughs> 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 we'll very quickly jump into the chat before we get on with the rest of today's show because we have a lot to get through, and as everybody knows from last week. Benny likes to fucking talk so we, <laughs> uh, we have here Dan Griffin saying good evening you veritable bevy of beautiful bastards we are indeed that Matt Willis saying we needed guava for the new chain wrestling smoothie recipe sounds a bit too complicated for me my friend I hope Maggie can take care of that Connor in the chat as well good afternoon Cy and Benny afternoon I suppose where he is yeah fair enough uh morty saying we want you okay that's quite intense but fair enough the so Percy. Watson, going to? <laughs> yeah 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 uh the percy watson morty says i'll take that percy was all right <laughs> was he really okay okay
0: he was all right he's
1: no moral but you know who cares <laughs> <laughs> and matt willis there saying bray had meningitis and that's why aj had to take his place yeah yeah that's it yeah wasn't there also an instance i'm thinking of an instance where people couldn't fly for some reason
0: i can't remember i think it was actually the meningitis thing there's i think a bit later on they did a saudi arabia show didn't they that's and the they what i'm thinking of over. yeah and nxt did the invasion yep. stuff which is which was pretty good for you know um for the time you couldn't do it now with the nxt yeah. 2.0 but you know that's the one i'm thinking of yeah yeah, yeah. With, um, yeah with aj filling in because the
1: saudi saudi trip caused people an an issue that's didn't it, it, yeah, getting yeah. back in time first sw- yeah. yeah yeah fair enough uh the Harry Housewife, Fitch here, <laughs> greeting you back, Mister Benny Mac. Return of the Mac, come on, return of the Mac. Oh my God, you know that I'm, I'm not carrying on with any more of that.
0: That's when I used to do the uh, you well know, sorry when I used to do the the volunteer radio stuff on the uh, base radio. My theme for a while was Return of the Mac, the instrumental in the background. That's that right, was yeah, was my thing for a while. So yeah, much appreciated, Harry. Fair enough, fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) Ah,
1: so then, here we are again on another Monday evening. A very muggy, hot, warm, horrible, sticky Monday evening here in Gloucester in the UK.
0: Benny, how is it where you are, my friend? Um, It's been one of them days today, to be fair, so it's been a bit up and down, showers out of nowhere, I thought it was going to thunderstorm, it feels like... Mm thunderstorm weather at the moment whether it's going to happen i don't know but it is quite warm in here um obviously i'm also like yourself cramped into a small space yeah pc running monitors go in <laughs> so there's a lot of heat coming out of here anyway so but yes yeah, yeah, my camera thankfully isn't quite good enough
1: to catch <clears> this but uh i'm actually literally sweating as i'm sat here <laughs> now it is so hot in this hey, room so you want to get with yourself there with me
0: what are these lights mate
1: <laughs> just well, was, like, glaring oh no i'm okay oh, yeah. thanks do you remember when we did commentary for evolution wrestling you and i oh jesus yeah and we were sat up on the entrance way weren't we by where the wrestlers come in and they'd not bought yeah, no, it no. through and basically put the announcer's table the, 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 the commentator's table where benny and i were not sat
0: table. it was a leftover yeah, well- bloody snack table from behind the- well, okay
1: <laughs> uh- up against this this kind of side of the barrier where where some of the the lights and and the and the signage was and it was so hot i had a light yeah. like literally there wasn't it benny and when yeah, i come yeah. away when we finished the sort of three hour show that like one half of my face was <laughs> pink wasn't
0: it, <laughs> it was i mean i was warm sat next to you to be fair but yeah. i was near the entrance like where they came out um Got shunned by the uh, <laughs> by the GL two lot, didn't I? You remember? Put my fist. Down and they were like I ain't fist bumping you. I was like, damn it! I'm the heel. You're supposed to fist bump me. But yeah, man, that light was literally like below. I think it was below you a little bit, but it was kind of pointing up. Yeah, the yeah. Heat, yeah, man. And t- but I think some of that is also to begin with, at least what, as per usual. Once we get going, we're fine. But like, I think there was a nerves, wasn't there? Because we were. Oh yeah, t- yeah, yeah. Two hours before the show kicked off, and it was our first time doing it. I say live. It was live, but only the people near us could hear us doing commentary. Not everybody could hear us. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you were well. I was as well. Maybe you were like one half. You look like, two face. Yeah, that's right. I was like <laughs> uh, um. What are, the, what are those sweets
1: called? Uh, a refresher? <laughs> is it with, or a squishy? You know the ones I mean. With a oh yeah yeah, half yeah, away, yeah. yeah, 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 That's what I look like after it's that. Like, like before burn, half. Anyway. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> <Apple>. uh, <laughs> oh, shall we crack on then my friend and get rid of a couple of embarrassing gimmicks hopefully banished forever into the chain wrestling hall of lame <coughs> the...
0: oh. Oh. that will never get on there we go <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, so then, what have you got for us this week, Benny Bud? I thought of a couple, but I'm going to go. Uh, whether this is going to be my last time on uh, uh, chain wrestling, I don't know. But it's not that I hate the gimmick of it. It was the way that it was dealt with in this situation. Santino Morella. Obviously, I, you, if you if you don't like Santino Marella's cobra on his arm, then you can, then you probably don't like Mr. Socko. But, you know, well that's a different story. But in this particular scene, it was uh, on a SmackDown in 2013, I think, around September, uh, if my notes are correct. Um, and basically, Santino's was doing the cobra. He's done the whole movement and everything. Uh, and basically, um, I think it was Jinder Mahal and the Great Khali started playing. and They were like snake charmers. And he, right. his arm's suddenly getting drawn to these two Indian plokes, uh, or Indian heritage at least, uh, towards this bloody uh, snake charming thing for his sock on his arm, you know? And it's, again, one of those moments you're like, you're trying to explain to somebody why you like wrestling. That is not one of them, you know? it's uh, Is it on the level? Uh, do you know what? I think it's on the level of Miz and Zombies, to be honest, which is what I put yeah. in last So. Yeah. yeah, that's my hall of lame. <laughs> Ultimately very <laughs> cringe. That's the whole point Yes, Yeah, it? that's yeah, the whole yeah. no.
1: That's not, it's very incredibly it's, it's cringe, it's embarrassing as a wrestling. I get how little kids could find it funny. So from that aspect, fair enough. But we're looking at Embarrassing, cringy, horrible—you know—and and that, yeah, yeah, na- and honestly, that, that nails the criteria 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, <Yeah>, anyone—the <laughs> the thing is, I, I hope now, like people might you know watching here and people might hear this on the audio version later in the week might actually seek that out now. So you might find you know yeah. on on the network or on YouTube that silly little clip might get a, you know a spike of I don't know a couple of people extra watching it potentially. Yeah, the uh, the cobra getting distracted by a bloody flute player—that's that, yeah, absolutely- ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean the video is. <laughs> now that I read it, it's quite cringy. Even more, Santim. <laughs> so I can't even read it. Santino Marella gets his cobra charmed, and it's from SmackDown, twenty uh, seventh September twenty thirteen. So that's when it happened, according to YouTube at least, anyway. So, but an I don't incredibly cringy moment. I don't want Santino's. I don't want to see it getting charmed ever again. No, definitely not. Definitely not. What year was that? Sorry, uh, twenty thirteen. According to the video I found
1: on YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going so, back a little bit further to 2004 for my entrance into the hall of lane this week. And it comes from SmackDown. Funnily enough, the SmackDown side of one of the original uh, brand extensions, brand splits, I suppose here. Um, uh, Scottish Danny, if you're in the chat, this will be right up your street, my friend, because I know you're a big fan of this era of wrestling. Hopefully this, you're not a fan of this guy because I don't want to cause any offense, but he deserves his place. I believe in the hall of lane in 2004, a, i suppose a few vignettes or promo videos started being aired on smackdown which was quite effectively the mid card in smackdown especially it was it's quite a weak brand at one stage and this was a uh, a promotional effort to to sort of tell you that this all-in-white religious character is on his way and it was obviously being set up to be a long-term opponent for the undertaker and it was effectively a guy from one of their developmental territories ovw Called Kevin Fertig, who people may know as the vampire character in the ECW WWE version of ECW. With Ariel. Oh, okay. coming. Yeah, before he was the uh, before he was the vampire on ECW, Fertig had a short run as Mordecai. Now, this guy—if you've not seen him—the vignettes were, were effective; they were good vignettes. As silly as the character is, he was dressed all in white. He had a white beard. He had white hair. He uh, he he came out to the ring to to this like you know mist and carrying a big um, uh, staff, I suppose, and very religious kind of leanings to the character. Yeah. The 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 message he was sending that he was coming to sort of cancel out all the sin and he was here to you know lead people into the light and all this sort of stuff. Uh, But then the issue was, I mean, these vignettes ran for several weeks. And his debut match was at Judgment Day, which was a pay per view. So again, that's a big deal for a guy to make his debut on a pay per view. Yeah, yeah. And his match was against Scotty Too Hotty. Mentioned there, right there in the chat. Look at the timing, Morty there, squashed Scotty Too Hotty in his debut mm-hmm. match. He did indeed, and he squashed Scotty Too Hotty. And was there thinking, okay, not too bad, I guess. It's a squash match. I mean, it wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. it weren't. It weren't. You know. But then he started actually wrestling on a more regular basis, and you realize that, okay, the gimmick's a bit cheesy, but at least the vignettes or the video were half decent. <clears throat> but to coin a phrase heard on, on Bruce Pritchard's podcast, then that bell had to ring. And oh my goodness, this was terrible. This was so, so bad. The, yeah. All of a sudden then, the gimmick became worse because the guy in the ring was so terrible. You know, when he, oh, yeah. when he returned as the vampire in ECW... Very, very similar, but he improved. But guy itself, that gimmick, that image, did uh, work. The, the, cu- the couple of months run, and then he's disappeared back to OVW again because they've realised, yeah, we've shit the bed with this.
0: <laughs> so that
1: that was my, that's my entrance into the Hall of Lame this week, Benny.
0: I don't I don't remember that. I remember the vampire in ECW, but I didn't. Obviously, I know who you're on about now. but I didn't see that run what he did at all. Mm. To be fair, um, literally for a few months. That's all it was. Well by the sounds of it, it needed to be a bit like a right center esque type. Maybe you should have been like the Steven Richards and had a few followers that did his bidding rather than and be the cult leader rather than being the guy in the ring by the sounds of it based on what you've just told us. So
1: Yeah, potentially.
0: I suppose maybe. potentially. You could be one with that beard, to be fair.
1: Well, maybe mate, mate Mine's but I ain't dying mine white though. There's enough grays <laughs> there's yeah, enough greys coming yeah. through on its own, you know what I mean? uh in the chats then in the chats we have morty here again saying jtg did the best yeah. sell of the cobra ever why wow, that's quite a reference in jtg uh crime
0: time the tag team wasn't yes, uh, yeah, yeah freaking i loved them back in the day i thought they were, they were they were brilliant to be honest um i mean they did well uh shame Things panned out the way they'd have uh, personally, yeah, course, yeah. with them. But uh, yeah, it was great, man. I mean, I, one of my favorite Santino Morella moments is when he almost won the world. I think it was the world heavyweight title, and a, he, he was the last. Mem- he was the last person against. I think Daniel Bryan in an elimination. Oh, chamber. In the chamber. Yeah, yeah. The crowd go a mentor for him. So you know, to say you know the the cobra is a bit cheesy, but you can live with it. But like to be charmed, <laughs> it's, it's just
1: don't do it no <laughs> it's the end it's the undercard factor the, the underdog factor sorry for the yes, whole yeah, yeah, thing in the so. chamber wasn't it you know yeah of course but, it is, uh, yeah. actually a member of the Hall of name himself but it, uh, in, the, in the guise of santina morella when he was a oh, yeah,
0: yeah. i was actually in london in '09, and they did that thing where santina was in the ring and santina was on the on the titantron and it was supposed to be her live in um italy or something oh, okay the video speeds up and I don't, you know, Santino Marella is Santino Ruella, but like, oh, he's, he's like, shut up your face. Uh, Santino, uh, <laughs> like, oh, she's had too much red bull and stuff like that. And it was just entertaining, you know, for that, for mm. that segment, it wasn't the best segment in the world, but it was funny in the, in the few moments it had. So yeah,
1: I, I the guy was entertaining as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I, I thought he was, yeah. I thought he was good. I thought he was good. Uh, we have here Dan Griffin saying, you can't wait to see Scotty Too Hotty wrestle live in July. What a dude. And he follows it up with, Morty was utterly shite, though. Yep, 100%. 100%. Um, JTG G- it, is still going on the Indies, and he's better than ever. Fair play. Uh, cool. Morty, he's in NWA too, isn't he, Dan? And he appeared at the Hall of Fame. And Dan confirming, yeah, he's
0: in a tag team with Fandango. Oh, my God, what a combo that is. Fandango and JTG. I thought, I mean, obviously I haven't watched it for a while, I thought Fandango had made a comeback with uh, Breeze and Breezango, to be honest, so obviously i missed ah, it. That out. was a little while back though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I always thought they should have been called for Breeze, that tag team, to be fair, but you know. <laughs> it's probably some copyright issues there. Yeah, probably, yeah.
1: Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, as, as I said, those are your two entrants into this week's Horde of Lame. Mordecai and Santino's Cobra being charmed, I guess, is <laughs> how we want to word it, potentially. <laughs> Uh, what you do with it is up to you (laughs) yeah what you do in your own business in your own time is your own business you know um before we get to twitter and all of our wonderful uh listeners watchers members of the cwf messaging in to our non-wrestling topic this week benny you want to have a little quick chat about what you're doing on twitch at the moment don't you and uh the possibility for people to effectively plug their own podcasts and so on via what what you're working on
0: well, I do. I mentioned it last week when I was on. I do. Uh, we do a bit of a fantasy booking, as you said, well put last week, of um, uh, using WWE two K twenty two. Me and my buddy Nick have picked our respective rosters. I run Raw. He runs uh, WCW. Um, I did a couple of shows today. But um, we plugged, uh, I thought it'd be quite cool because want people to get immersed in it a little bit, like we're the GMs and I'm just doing commentary, essentially, um, to people to get behind it and sort of, you know, uh, you know cheer for their favourites and stuff, who they want to see. We're doing a draft thing this time as well, with a, like a logo and stuff. Uh, you'll see it on Sunday if you tune in, about quarter past seven UK time, Benny Mac Gaming. But um, as you're, well, I think you've got a clip anyway, but wow. I, we... Um, we so I I always like I want to try and immerse people into it for the you know for the hour that it's on or whatever, um. So I thought it'd be cool to advertise something, and I thought, well, why not jump into radio techers stuff and CWF and all that kind of stuff. And if you've got a podcast, guys or girls, and you want to plug it, you know, and I'll just or the only thing I'm asking for at the moment is a follow, basically on Twitch, uh-huh. and then we'll play um, and we'll you know your I mean your show has been literally uh Nitro Nights has been a Essentially, a sponsor this week for the shows, and then that day one, another one's going to come in, and for the pay per view, and then for that week, and for one for a week, we'll um you know we'll plug your podcast for you, basically, while it's being streamed as a wrestling event. If that makes any sense, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. I've not made that too complicated. Well, for the for the benefit of those who are watching the live version, I don't know how this will come across on the audio
1: version, but by all means, go back uh, and yeah. check it out on YouTube and so on. Uh, I'll play a little clip now of what you did on today's show. Uh, plug in plug in Nitro Knights, mate.
0: Yeah! I have no idea who's gonna win this match, and that's what I love. We're about to crown the first WWE tag team champions here on Raw. The main events brought to you by WCW Nitro Knights. Go check it out every Thursday on Radio Techers with Cy and Scottish Danny. One episode of Nitro at a time. Relive the good old days, or were they the bad old days? Who knows? Go check it out. There you
1: go. Good old days or the bad old days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it to me while I was doing it, mate. So you know, I, I've plugged it a couple of times, and then I thought we'd plug it in the main event, you know, as well as the uh, the last team was entering before we crowned our first tag team champions. Basically, we made all the bouts ourselves, by the way, as well. So
1: yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, I, I reckon it's great. I, I don't fully understand what's going on, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's still good for me to watch, mate. I enjoyed, it I enjoyed a few minutes that I caught today. It was excellent
0: stuff. So yeah, no, I appreciate it and I appreciate the plug for Nitro Nights as well. That's a uh, Yeah, great stuff it fits right in to the wrestling fans hopefully you know it's like it's like a fantasy booking type thing basically is what we're we're aiming for with a bit of bit of fun talk a bit of wrestling as we're doing it normally it's mainly me doing commentary during the weekly shows and then my buddy njb is free on sunday so he jumps in on the pay-per-views and talks smack with me and you know i talk smack back and we put matches against each other to see which one of our guys or girls will win the next yeah. uh, pick basically so yeah check yeah, it out it's, cool, it. You check it out that's all
1: i can say really yeah have, so, a, look. have a look i mean you, you share it on twitter and everything don't you? and you can plug your Well, you can see on screen where you can find benny on twitter but also you'll get more details for his, his twitch and so on at the end of the yeah. show when we do our usual plug-in of all of our stuff i guess cheers so then our non-wrestling topic this week was uh the greatest ever comebacks is what we're looking at greatest ever comebacks so that's you know we said anything television music um and we thought a little bit of wrestling might slip into our non-wrestling topic this week but yeah. that's fine you know we'll allow it just this once but let's not make a habit of it <laughs> 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 uh, sporting comebacks movies anything at all any form of a comeback uh in in you know and that's kind of what, what we what we went with can we get the teeth in then that that's kind of what that. we went with and we got loads and loads of responses. So what I will do, Benny, is what I normally do. Run through them on Twitter and WhatsApp <coughs> and so on in the order they came into us. Cool. And we'll just uh, have a little read of what people are suggesting and, and give our own thoughts, I guess, mate. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, we start with Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. Also, uh, check out the amazing UTT podcast and all the kind of spin-offs from that as well. Involving Mr. Dan Griffin and UTT Rob as well. Always a brilliant listen there. Out on a Monday morning. So check that out. Rob says, Without a shadow of a doubt, the greatest ever comeback in TV history is Bobby Ewing in Dallas. After being written out of the show with the character being killed off a year earlier, Pam, from assuming it's just another character on the show, (laughs) wakes up and he's in the shower. And the entire last season was just a dream. Now that sounds absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, but I spoke to the wife about this. I've heard that all. I don't know it, yeah. but I've oh yeah. It's so silly. But Sharon said that when Bobby Ewing was uh, effectively killed off, ratings dropped dramatically. Alright, okay. So they they panicked and <laughs> they panicked and bought him back. But the only way to bring him back was to literally have it and the scene is funny. Because she wakes up and she's, you know, by the way, this whole year of television has gone on, a whole year, a whole season of television has gone on. They wrote off that whole year because she wakes up and thinks know. that everything has been it. Because he's just in the shower like, oh, hi, love. You know, it's it's nonsense, mate.
0: <laughs> I mean, they could have done it a bit better. They Maybe they could have had one of them in a coma, maybe, rather than just a dream for a year. <laughs> but I've never watched it, so that's mental, that is. Imagine that is didn't insane. do that in, like, Correlation Street or EastEnders or something. <laughs> yeah. That's it.
1: When, you know, just bringing back like one of the Mitchell brothers or something like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, none of them. It's <laughs> oh. weird, isn't it? It's a re- right off a whole season mm-hmm. as a dream as well. I don't yep. think I've. I mean, you
1: think about, put that into context, mind. So yeah. in that in that season, twenty four episodes. I don't know. It's a year of TV, isn't it? They say. Yeah. Okay. But in that in that time, characters could have got married. Characters could have had children. Yeah. All that has to be scrapped, and they have to revert back to what the, the characters and the storylines were a year ago to be make inter- it make sense.
0: Yeah, I would be interested to know how many characters died in that season that didn't die, <laughs> essentially. They could have brought back loads of characters.
1: <laughs> oh, it's, it's, oh, it's mad. It's <clears> sad. I'm guessing that's how it would work. Or they've just gone, oh, it was a dream, sod it, and carried on anyway. I don't know. But there is a lot of inconsistencies in that season. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. I imagine. Wow, that's mental. Uh, millwall Chris on Twitter at Millwall Millwall Chris. What? I can't speak this evening, mate. I keep getting all the words. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, Bill and Ben the Flowerpot Men. I sound like <laughs> uh, he, Millwall Chris says greatest comeback ever, uh, and I hate the fact he's even reminded me of this. The greatest comeback ever has <clears throat> to have happened at Halloween Havoc nineteen ninety five, the WCW pay per view. The Giant, or the Big Show, as we know him now, was pushed off the roof early in the card to later return in the evening, wrestle in the main event, and in a way, win the world title. He managed to take part in a very strange three-way hug on Hulk Hogan as well. I don't know if you've seen that, Benny, but we recently covered it on Nitro Nights. They were having a uh, a monster truck tug-of-war on the roof of this skyscraper, the roof of this massive Hi. building. And that was one half... Uh, Mate, honestly, WCW in 95 is is really strange. And (laughs) the giant ends up falling off the top of the building and they're acting like he's dead. They are selling this like the guy is dead. And then then for the main event, he's supposed to be wrestling Hogan and he just walks out (laughs) without a scratch on him this guy's fallen like I've, i think they said four store ah scottish danny in the chat good evening cwf he says danny we are just discussing the greatest comeback of all time apparently from um millwall chris is the giant coming back at halloween <laughs> havoc 95 so please remind me did they say it was four stories or 40 stories he fell from you'd have to you'd have to remind me. but that was, it. I've, it was seen most-
0: the, most- oh. I've seen oh. clips of the um the monster truck stuff but I wasn't yep. aware of this <laughs> poor <laughs> white falling off the bloody building and dying but not dying Is it, was it a dream was that what yeah. was going <laughs> <laughs> yeah Hulk Hogan
1: just find him in the shower
0: later on <laughs> it, oh, and, and, no, that's... <laughs> <laughs>
1: mate honestly I would yeah. happily catch that scene of Hogan finding the giant <laughs> in the shower, if it meant that the whole of 1995 WCW didn't it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you get rid of it all, just by, oh, it was a dream, sorry. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, this is going to get a lot of love from my good lady in the chat. At uh, Raincounter on Twitter, our good friend, Paul Tolly, absolute top bloke. I've got so much time for this guy. Really glad to hear him, well, read him messaging into the show again. Uh, he says, greatest comeback of all time. Well, that's easy. Take that, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're getting? Is that what yeah, we're job yeah. from? Me is take that. I don't dislike take that, but um, when they were sort of big, I was I don't know what I was, but I wasn't listening to take that to be totally honest. Yeah, um, I've got into some of their old, like, I say older stuff, their newer stuff later on. I mean, I like I was it the fil- the one they did for the film uh Stardust or whatever. It was quite a good track, you know. I don't, but, I don't know. I've got no idea. I've listened to a couple of like older ones, and obviously. To be honest, the main thing I remember is like, cause I remember everybody, I think I just about remember people freaking out when they split up and then Robbie Williams releasing like Angels and that was like a big deal for a while. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm not really up, up together with my uh, take that knowledge, to be honest. Uh, I
1: bet you'd love the video where they're all rolling around in the jelly, mate, at the very beginning of their career.
0: Okay, I don't want to see that either. I bet that would be your (laughs) favourite. That sounds like your wet dream, mate. I don't know what's
1: going on. Uh, Morty in the chat there saying, Bloody hell, Danny, directed at our later rival Scottish Danny here. Bloody hell, Danny, you rocking up 10 minutes after they slagged off Mordecai. I needed you. (laughs) (laughs) Sharon saying the greatest comebacks of all time. Edge and then mic drop. Oh, we're going to come to that. Trust me, we're going to come to that. Yeah, hell yeah uh scottish danny Maud's Guy has been slagged off the crime now i stand by everything
0: i said i don't give a shit <laughs> based on how so you just say back for good well yeah yeah. i know that one <laughs>
1: that's what you
0: call the episode now back for good <laughs> yeah maybe maybe yeah, yeah.
1: uh speaking of scottish danny we have his message here on twitter at scottish juggalo on twitter he says the greatest comeback of all time it's got to be vince mcmahon only one week after his limo exploded with him inside it, the man made a full recovery. It was back on TV without even a scratch.
0: <laughs> do you remember yeah, that? Was, <laughs> yeah, I do. It was a dream though, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Stephanie found him in the shower
1: <laughs> yeah. with Trish Stratus. <laughs> oh, mate, don't! <laughs> <laughs> I remember that because it's a real long scene of him walking through. Oh, it's
0: cringiest. Smackdown, well.
1: nodding at people, and he gets in the car, and it just goes. Boom, and that's but, Smackdown going off the air. But wasn't this? Was this weekend? I'm fairly certain it was Smackdown, yeah, okay, yeah, because he was back on TV for the following. No, he wasn't, yes, he was back on TV for following Raw because of what happened. Is all because that weekend was the Chris Benoit, it was all, yeah, tragedy, uh, wasn't it? It
0: was the, the I, horrific
1: actions of Chris Benoit, yeah,
0: yeah. I still can believe it because I think it was no mercy pay-per-view and i think it was supposed to be Benoit versus whoever the ecw champion was at the time but it ended up being johnny nitro who ended up becoming john morrison and he became ecw champion and then obviously the events of the weekend came to fruition tuesday yeah. i think yeah. so that in on ecw Vince man suddenly on screen going the events of the weekend of after they did a tribute on raw, Oh, sorry, Stephen Richards. They did a raw, <laughs> they did a raw of, um, a, a tribute to Stephen Richards. As mm-hmm. a, Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. Then on Tuesday, they had to announce that actually these are for the people that are suffering from all the, you know, what's yeah. happened. Basically. I remember that, but yeah, the scene of him walking, I remember he has like a looking up to the heavens and Jonathan, uh, Jonathan coachman has to go, sir, your limos this way and point him to a different direction. and But the whole, like, his foot went in the car, it came out, you know, it was like, it just seemed very, like, what the hell, to be honest. So, And apparently,
1: uh, again, second time this guy's come up, but apparently on Bruce Pritchard's podcast, he talks about this (laughs) storyline. Because it's one of those great unfinished storylines, isn't it? I mean, if you go back in the archives on Chain Wrestling... We've got uh, a, a non. Well, we've got a topic of the greatest non. Uh, the greatest wrestling storylines that never got a conclusion, or just went away, or made no sense at the end. This is one of them because McMahon's dead. He's been blown up in his limo, and then he's on TV next week, and it's never mentioned again. Apparently, they wanted Vince off TV, so rather than just find a reason to write him off, Vince said, "Well, I can't be on TV if I'm dead." So they killed him off, but they had no. Even that week when they set up the stunt, they had no plans as to who was going to be blamed for it. They had no plans as to, you know, right. if he was ever going to come back, how they're going to explain it. anything. it was just literally, oh, we'll kill him and we'll just make it up as we go along.
0: I thought when he did come back on TV, I think they, I thought when he was actually in the ring, I, somebody told me this, I, I don't know if it's actually accurate, Um, that apparently his excuse was he, he did it to see if anybody would miss him. So it was like I oh, so I don't it, remember that. So, okay. I don't know whether that, somebody told me that, and I never actually, because I saw it, I went, I knew he wasn't dead. Everybody mm-hmm. every in the audience is like really shocked. And I'm like, well, he's not dead, clearly. They're not going to kill him live on TV, are they? You know? have you not yeah. seen a buried alive match before <laughs> <laughs> <Not many people. laughs> so a bit more on take that in the chat here
1: Sharon saying she's loved Gary Barlow for nearly 30 years fuck I'm old my wife says I spat my drink when I read that Dan Griffin here saying the best comeback he's ever heard from a comedian to a heckler was Jimmy Carr ignoring a guy who said come on where's your comeback and Carr said well, you want my <laughs> comeback? you tell your mum to cough oh dear me Dear me! I hope my children aren't watching.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that was one where we said you can scrape it off your mum's teeth.
1: Naughty, naughty!
0: Was the one, that's that was what the I heard? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, turn me, the show is mate. taken without Magsler. He needs to come back.
1: <laughs> it, it's shocking, mate. It's shocking. Uh, Dan Griffin in the uh, on the Twitter here. Sorry, at Dan Griffin at twenty one on Twitter. He hmm. says here, sporting wise, back in two thousand and five, on a balmy night in Istanbul. A team called Liverpool were 3-0 down at halftime to one of the best AC Milan teams of all time. They pulled it back to 3-3 at full-time and defied the odds to win the Champions League on penalties. And even as a United fan and somebody who is, I'm not particularly, you know, I I don't like Liverpool, let's be blunt about it. That was absolutely incredible. That was a spectacular night. That really was. Uh, Dan Griffin continues, for TV, the best comeback has to be Doctor Who. After being a national institution and then get it getting cancelled for sixteen years, it came back as good, if not better, than ever in two thousand and five. And I think that's a really good shape. People yeah. seem to forget how long it was off air. It went off air in nineteen
0: eighty nine. Yeah, that's, that's an incredible that's amount same, of time. Yeah. It's like you said, it's got a massive comeback, and the I don't know how much longer it's got or how long how they're gonna do things. I'm reading, you know you know, people coming into it, apparently, you know, Tenant's coming back with Catherine Tate and stuff. So, but how, because of what, we're reaching the 60th anniversary? That's the, right, yeah. November. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm trying to catch up to be honest because I loved it when Tenet and stuff and Matt Smith did it. Matt Smith, like, gr- like, he grew on me. Um, Capaldi, I never got into, so I'm trying to watch it now and actually, he's not as bad as I thought he was, um, but I think, come on, Dot Two Pod, but like, I th- think it was just a case of all the story we had up to the 50th anniversary came full circle for me. So it kind of felt like a natural stopping point for myself at the time. So, but yeah, that's a great, that's a great show.
1: Yeah, it is. It is really good show. I mean, your little plug there as well at the Doctor Who pod on Twitter, where me and Dan Griffin talk about Doctor Who, Classic Who and New Who, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, The, what we have found is certain things get better with a rewatch. And some of the well, I wasn't a massive Matt Smith fan and I wasn't and Peter Capaldi I thought was quite good, but Smith was better on a rewatch for me doing the podcast. And Capaldi's episode, I ranked it really highly in our watchbacks because again, on the watchback, it was much better than I remembered. So maybe it is worth checking it out. I
0: don't know. Yeah. Might you might well, I am I think I've got into a few episodes of Capaldi, so I am trying to Catch up, you know, because mates, a few mates of mine have said all oh, this, this, and this, and I'm like, okay, I need to give it a watch, but I felt like it was like a natural stopping point at the time. Yeah, so, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Right, a bit of a break from it, I guess. You know. Yeah, fair enough. Dan Griffin there in the chat as well, saying
1: 60th anniversary next year, and I've seen possible spoilers and will come back even bigger than the one that's been announced. Ooh, spill oh, spill the wow. beans, Dan. Spill the beans. Let's hear the gossip, mate. Let's hear do the it, gossip. Do it. Uh, Sharon here saying, "Sai said the same, mm-hmm. like Matt Smith." I liked him instantly, but so I took a minute. Yep, very, very true. Yeah. Morty here saying Bernard Cribbins as the comeback. I don't think so. Um <laughs> and Dan Griffin has been watching some Patrick Triton tonight, which is which is brilliant. Yeah, great stuff. I'm a big fan of Triton. And we have my good lady again. If my button here will work, there we are. Matt Smith <laughs> is amazing in the film Morbius. Not seen that one yet. The wife went to the cinema to see it twice. She said it was that good. Oh, okay. So it's that um, good. But also, you know, Jared Leto's in it, but she says that's not the, the reason why it was good. It was She'll go and watch it because Jared Leto's in it, but it was also a very good film. She enjoyed it yeah. from that aspect. Okay. Uh, more, yeah, he said he stopped watching when Matt Smith joined, but watched them a couple of years later and liked them too. Matt Willis here saying, Pertwee, Every, is greater than every other doctor. Well, that's always open for debate, and here is not the place <laughs> for Sorry. that debate. Um, <laughs> Wilf is back from Dan Griffin, and Connor McCabe here saying, I like the new Who reboot, the first season that was started in 2005. Can't remember who played the doctor in that season. Christopher Eccleston, Eccleston. 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 <laughs> my friend. Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Yes, there we go. Uh, back to Twitter then. Tolly again here at Rain on Twitter. Some other comebacks that inspire me," he says. "We have Tyson Fury. Now I like a bit of boxing, but obviously he had his issues, didn't he, with drugs and drink and all sorts. So fair play. Yeah, I'm going to butcher this name here, Benny. You're going to have to help me out with this, okay? (laughs) John Frusciante of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, after a near fatal heroin addiction. Have I pronounced that correctly?
0: Uh, pass (laughs) i'd have to google it to be honest hang on Uh, you you, gary i'll I'll look at it (laughs) okay (laughs) okay i I know i know
1: like i know i know who the chili peppers are and i know who this guy is but how to pronounce his name i'm not sure i think i've done it right there uh manic street preachers come back with design for life after best friend richie edwards disappearance yeah that, that is a great record and a great album yeah and manchester united versus bayern munich That's what we're going to come to very, very soon, I believe. (laughs) And Tolly also continues. The last one is, despite being a Liverpool fan, massively back at that time, Istanbul is obvious, but everything about 1999 was special. How late it was, that it was for the treble, that it was (coughs) the two subs that scored. It's never over. Yeah, and the commentary, I think, really makes that moment as well. And Solskjaer has won it and so on, but it wasn't the first time that happened that season. There were so many games where United were one down going into stoppage time. Liverpool in the FA Cup, I believe third round or fourth round, and we were one mil down going into stoppage time, and we beat them 2-1. It happened over and over and over again that year. It was a season of crazy, incredible comebacks. That's where Fergie time come from, to be honest. Yeah, well, that came from a bit earlier, but it it really hammered home the fact that it happened, you know? so. uh morty i know you're in the chat there my friend at morty junior five on twitter he says mike in better course all well he put mike in bcs and i had to ask what is that i didn't know what that was nice. <laughs> but mike in better course all is a character comeback and it made him even better he's one of the stars of that series pco had one of the greatest wrestling comebacks of all time in my humble opinion pco yes do you know pco benny uh, i not doesn't sound familiar he was one half of the Quebecers uh, <clears throat> tag team. We're,
0: we're not the mountains, we're, we're handsome. handsome, we're, we're brave. brave, we're strong. We're not the mountains, cause we are along. You can try to run, but, but you can never run. Run. okay i know who they are Yeah. Okay. yes yes he came back and
1: i think he if he won the ring of honor title and so on in his 50s and so on so pretty spectacular achievement oh fair enough yeah um yeah so there we go uh dan griffin again here at dan griffin 21 in terms of wrestling related comeback jake the snake overcoming his demons to appear on an old school raw and be inducted into the hall of fame was incredible as was Scott Hall doing the same, yeah, very much so. And any any story people overcoming stuff like that is is great, isn't it? The Scott
0: Hall stuff. I remember seeing the foot. My mate of mine sent me the footage of him at a, that indie show where he's just like kind of drunk, high, whatever's going on with that dude in that particular moment was uh, bad. And seeing him a few years later, like ballooned up and everything. So mm-hmm. that, you know, DDP has done freaking wonders for a lot of wrestlers. To be fair, obviously they got to do it from themselves ultimately. But yeah. That Was quite a once he had come over that, and I love his Hall of Fame speech to the way he ended it as well. Scott Hall, um, you know, I can't remember that. I'm not going to try and quote the line, so I'll mess it up, but it was uh, it's classic, (laughs) yeah. So, you know,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. I
0: mean, mean, for me, because earlier on, but Triple H's come back in 2001 in that January was, um, I know it's probably not the thing, but like the fact that the dude left a full on heel, and I've said this before. Like a full-on heel to come back to the reception that he came back to in oh. MSG was just a yeah, main garden. Yeah, uh, two thousand yeah. two. That would have been one because he won oh, the Rumble. Yes, yeah. yes. Because the invasion angle was gone and he was yeah. Back he missed back. the whole that's, thing, that's, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. So two thousand two. I apologise. So yeah, that was that was cool for me to see. Um, You know, because when I started watching wrestling, two thousand Triple H was the freaking guy and the biggest heel in the company at the time. Yeah. So. You know, to have that switch happen without actually being in front of the crowd, he'd be gone for eight months. That says a lot, I think, to be fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then sadly, you know, he won the Rumble and that was great. And then the whole program going into WrestleMania 18 was more about his wife and their bloody dog than Jericho and the world <laughs> title. <so. laughs>
0: yeah. It's a shame because Jericho deserved the world title, but it just, the whole, you know, if he had to lose it at Mania, fine. But like, it just felt... But then like, I think of following Holgan and Rock is yeah, it was kind yeah, of like you can yeah lackluster yeah. wasn't it but it's a shame really because the match is not that bad actually to be fair but it's mm. you
1: know <laughs> yeah uh eddie Guerrero another great shape for a comeback scottish danny says very true very true yeah matt willis here piping up with a pretty cheesy but i like it entrance theme we are the Mounty, uh from what well, the Mounty and the Quebecers and so on uh, i like the Rougeau brothers entrance theme if we're going down that road that's brilliant <laughs> yeah. absolutely brilliant Scottish Danny again here saying he hated that fe- feud. Y2J was an afterthought. It did feel yeah. like that and it was a shame. It was it a shame. Ruined,
0: it ruined his title run. You know, first undisputed champion. hmm You know, nobody saw it coming, to be fair. I don't think many saw it coming. When I watched that Vengeance, I'd have picked Austin or Rock to win that outside shot angle. But Jericho wasn't even on my... Even though it, I think because he was a bad guy at the time, so I didn't care. But like, it would have been cool to, And the fact that it happened, you know, you're like, holy crap, you know? So... yeah
1: yeah no i agree i agree yeah uh at dan griffin 21 still on twitter also british wrestling making its way back to primetime saturday telly after 28 years with world of sport in 2018 was pretty damn amazing shame it only lasted one season despite doing decent numbers but itv preferred AEW for free over paying for more world of sport yeah. bloody tony khan yeah and vince really really didn't want it to happen either did he so there we go.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I understand the the appeal of World of Sport. It had its it had its time. It was like you talk to, you know, my sort of my pa- not my parents, her my mum's parents and stuff like they used to love it. You know, they used to watch it every Saturday and all that kind of stuff, but then it moved around. What I took away from World of Sport when it did come back, I love the fact that JR was involved in it, that made me watch it. Oh to yeah, way. totally. That was awesome. Um, Yeah, there was a couple of like indie wrestlers as well, like uh, Justin. uh, Yesin Reese was there, and backstage, I remember him being there. And there's a few guys that we know from Pro Evo who somehow were somehow involved with it, Uh (laughs) which was cool. Um, But it felt when it was being filmed, it's like the person filming it never watched wrestling before. It felt more like an episode of. I don't know, gladiators or ninja warrior or something rather than actually a wrestling event. That's my problem with it. So, but yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting as well. I mean, very quickly, we'll come back
1: to that point in a second there, Benny. We've got Matt Willis in the chat here saying Jericho was a late change to be champion. Angle was always the guy who was meant to win it until five days for vengeance. Now I heard Uh Jericho on his podcast say that he didn't find out he was winning it until the day. So yeah, maybe uh that got a, that. Cross a touch there um we have sharon here my good lady saying we got to see ara Yestin on tv now she's referring to one of those pro evo wrestlers that you just mentioned there danny uh benny sorry oh, dear 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 uh we'll reese i'll show you on i <laughs> oh, i do it all the time i do it all the time the fact that i've not called you Mag yet amazes me uh, <laughs>
0: He would uh, take yes, that as an insult, mate, to be fair. So don't do that.
1: <laughs> Yestin is 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 an absolutely fantastic. Bloke he's wrestled all over the place. And he's you know, Evolution Wrestling is the local company for me and Sharon. He's made a big effort of my little girl. And when she got upset at a show, he gave her a t-shirt to help her out. Right? And he recorded a message to her, a, a video message, wishing her happy birthday. And she has very little. And my daughter wouldn't be interesting, I don't think, if it wasn't for Yestin Reese. So I've I got a lot of respect for this guy. I yeah. spoke to him. Uh, a long time ago now on my original podcast, the, the SJP podcast, and we discussed world of sport and some of the, some of the issues with it. Now I had him on, uh, twice, I believe. I can't remember which show it's on, but it's really interesting when he talks about some of the aspects of what happened with world of sport and some of the problems and, and the stuff that they filmed didn't necessarily make it to television. And there are certain there are certain bits left out of certain shows, which then meant scenes later on didn't make sense and and certain wrestlers were yeah. made to look a certain way because certain things weren't put to television and and so on it, You have to go back and listen to it yourselves. It was really, really interesting chat, so yeah, it was great stuff it was great stuff uh back to Twitter we have. Oh, I love this boat to bits and Handy T1 TF on Twitter at Handy T1 TF. It, honestly, I, I say it every week, but supported my stuff ever since literally episode one of whatever yeah. it was way back when. Top Blow but- always messages into the show. Hugely appreciated it. Hope you're doing well, Handy. Hope you are well. He says he's going to go with Elvis's 1968 comeback special. His career was considered over until this special was breathed new life into him again and captured a whole new generation. And that's the famous one, isn't it? With the the white suit, I think, isn't it? I wouldn't have a clue,
0: (laughs) to be honest
1: with you. I'm pretty certain that. I mean, (laughs) the whole white jumpsuit and it sort of reinvigorated his career and so on. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, great stuff. It's Alvis, man. I I mean, (laughs) a little little less conversation, you know, Alvis versus JXL was my (laughs) jam at one point, but that's as far as my Alvis knowledge goes, mate, to be fair, so. (laughs) You're you're exposing yourself as being incredibly uncultured now, my friend. I'm exposing myself <laughs> being younger than you, Side. So that's why I'm exposing myself.
1: <laughs> Mate, it's not about age, is it? I mean, Alvis was dead before I was born, so that's not relevant. <laughs> is he no conspiracy that, yeah, he's <laughs> flipping burgers in Murphy Tidville or something? Uh, <laughs> uh, why did Tidville? It was the first place that came to my head, to be fair. fair um, <laughs> I don't know why it was the first. Why did Murphy Tidville come to my head first? I don't know. That's strange. <laughs> MGB Graham on Twitter, Dang. at MJB Graham. He says, Liverpool versus Barcelona, Champions League semifinals. First leg was on my birthday. Terrible result. The belated present in the second leg and more than made up for it. And he's has in speech marks here. Corner taken quickly. Origi. I don't particularly remember that game. I don't think. But... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. You to talk football, mate, you've got the wrong guy on this. you on your show right now. <laughs> yeah. well, no, normally we normally we
1: very much even though Radio Tackers is a football based <laughs> channel, we very much steer clear of any football talk here. Yeah. So, for example, if there is a game on on a Monday night, I, we don't really discuss it because people come here to get away from that sort of thing. Sometimes, yeah, I know, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I know my wife and kids if they're ever in the chat, they don't want to be engaged in everyone talking about freaking whatever football matches on or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> James at 80s and 90s wrestling. He says here, and this is this is gold. He had a goldfish. Uh, that pun was not intentional. That, that sounds terrible now. That was not my intent at all. But yeah, he had a goldfish when I was a kid, and one morning before school, it was floating on the top on its side, presumed dead. I pushed it under the water for a few minutes and it came back to life. Absolute scenes, <laughs> he says. Cracking comeback, to be fair. <laughs>
0: yeah, fair, fair. Come back of the night. Was that like fish CPR going on there? What was that about? Yeah, like a <laughs> little chest imprint, like one, two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see uh, mouse to a gold uh, to a goldfish and everything. To be honest, these are really it. little st- like the straws you get in the Capri Sun. You know they're really sort of skinny. Oh, straws. Don't even talk to me about a Capri Sun, mate. Trying to get into a Capri Sun for my little girl at the moment with them bloody straw. The I feel like just cutting the top off and just say just just do it like that because them straws do not go through that And if they do go through, it splits and I've got freaking Capri Sun all over me. So don't. Or g- you go through both sides. well I've never done that actually. So oh, that'd yeah. be. That's like a <laughs> I have yes I have uh. just freeze them and make them into bloody
1: you know ice pops oh or yeah a, I, love a fro- I love a frozen drink in the summer right you know bit of squash and or fruit juice in the freezer overnight when you go into yeah. work lovely <laughs> lovely stuff uh, at total Stevo on twitter and he's sent us a few here Benny so I'll run through um, so fairly quickly he says funny you mentioned this my chemical romance who I have no direct issue with have a lot of good songs. They re-released sorry, they released a new one after 9 years and it's awful. Uh, he has said that I'm not I'm not heard the new My Chemical Romance, but I'm not wasn't a big fan first time round anyway, so not really my cup of tea.
0: I, I, I like a couple of their tracks. I can't think of any off the top of my head to be honest, they're on my phone. So I tend to I've got to that point now in my life where I don't even buy CDs anymore to be fair. So it's just I like a song I go boom 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 and I just have random songs come up (laughs) every now and again fair enough enough.
1: uh steve-o continues i've said for years that american pie the reunion made 10 years after the original is probably the best of the four and any comedy that does a comeback as a one-off to finish a show should take inspiration from that a simple story bringing back all the original cast even if a bit part worked perfectly within the context of the film series, too many sitcoms, films, and etc. try and recreate what worked rather than just sticking with the original format. Yeah. Uh, Frankie Burnside, Don Beach returning to the bill were some of the best storylines going on in the early two thousands only back for a few episodes, but what an impact they had. Again, I've not watched a great deal of the bill. So a Steve-O is like a fanatic on the bill, Benny. You know, he's, he's like, it's always his favorite show. It's like you and me on Quantum Leap. He's yeah, like, he yeah.
0: adores the bill, you know? Is this the Steve-O that mocked me for liking Linkin Park, by the way? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <sweet>, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, If we all like the same thing, the world would be a very boring place. Oh, uh, yeah, but you know, my comeback was pretty good, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, so. <laughs> uh, Steve-O says here, uh, in Peep Show, the brilliant Big Mad Andy, played by Liam Noble, Come back, came back in se- season eight excellent cameo and one of the funniest scenes in series eight being beaten up by jez and in fact going back to the bill they regularly brought back characters and every time was perfect not necessarily a comeback but aj styles when joining wwe was in his opinion cementing him as one of the greats yes in tna and new japan he was 10 out of 10 but not really known to the masses comes to wwe every wrestling fan knows who you are
0: it's a fair sight. I mean, I watched. Uh, I watched a bit of TNA when it first started, and a little bit when I had the six sides. When Hogan came in and gave it the four sides, I gave up with it because you're just taking your. Uh, you know, when you're flicking through the TV and you see that six sided ring, you're like, "What's this?" You know. Yeah. Um, but AJ, I knew who AJ. There's certain wrestlers, like you know, even now with AEW, which I don't watch, but like people like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and all that kind of stuff. I know who they are because they filter through. You kind of other wrestling fans go these are good so i've watched certain matches and stuff like that aj styles coming at number three in 2016 i did a list on a website years ago of top moments aj styles made like number two out of all the raw rumble moments because it was a sign of things changing in wwe and what a freaking debut apart from the fact that the cameraman absolutely fluffed up the angle and they you know finally released it later on youtube but I did hear a rumour, but again, it's all rumours. So, but um, that apparently they were worried about people not knowing who AJ Styles was. That's yeah, why we've which could have happened, I suppose. But the fact that it said, I am then phenomenal and the crowd react before he's even come out. One of my favourite moments, definitely uh, AJ yeah. Styles coming to WWE. So, Absolutely top bloke, AJ Styles. Fantastic wrestler
1: Really, really good. Uh, Steve-O continues, in sport... <laughs> Erickson on loan at Brentford. Oh yeah, totally. Christian Erickson on loan at Brentford. A top team needs to sign him now. What a passer of the ball. What vision. It's no good when it's Mbuemo and Tony in front of you. Put him in that Tottenham team again. They'd be challenging. Kane wouldn't need to drop so deep. Are you aware of Christian Erickson, Benny?
0: Yeah, he's uh, again, you he say we're talking about AJ Styles a second ago, certain footballers mm-hmm. sort of through, don't they? So yeah. Um Tottenham had the heart player- attack on the pitch, didn't he? Oh no! Was he a Tottenham player? Am I thinking the right person? Yeah, that's right. No, that's
1: right. Yeah, he was was a Tottenham player. He had a heart attack on the pitch playing for Denmark, and basically at the time he was playing for an Italian club. But because of uh, medical reasons, insurance, whatever it was, he couldn't carry on playing in Italy anymore. So he signed a short term deal with Brentford, quite a small club in the Premier League, and he's tearing it up. He's he's looking fantastic. So
0: okay. So yeah, at least i got the right yeah. um <laughs> the right uh, club at least anyway so yeah
1: there you go <laughs> and steve says to finish fittingly cm punk returning to the ring after all behind the scenes and hating the industry trying and failing at ufc to come back to the in my opinion he says and excuse the pun next big thing in aw is a testament to him by all accounts unfortunately he can't watch virtually mm. uh CM, uh What's just here. All his matches have been five stars, and as a person, he, him developing and helping younger talent is a testament to his character. Fair yeah.
0: enough. I've seen clips of him, like in, him and MJF, like going at each other a couple of months mm-hmm. ago and stuff. I, I've enjoyed watching those few clips. I've not seen any of his matches in AEW. Um, do you know what? People say he failed in MMA. All right. He didn't win in the match I saw him in, but do you know what? He said he was going to go and he did it. <laughs> so my I, yes he didn't win but i i count that as a i'm going to go there and do that and everybody went yeah you ain't going to do that and he did it so i'll give yeah. him props for trying at least which i think you know should be more the positive rather than negative on that one but i need to watch some AEW and see some cm punk but just, is he is good, good I'm, I'm, is oh mate it, it's fantastic and he's working with people who he's, <laughs>
1: he's working with talented people every week as well it is really really good stuff yeah. Uh, we've got a couple more to scan through before we talk a little bit more wrestling properly, but we'll jump into the chat quickly. We have Scottish Danny here saying, I love the Steve-O segments on chain wrestling. Yeah, steve has got, I'm going to have to make him his own jingle or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sharon has been naming a few, um, oh my goodness, what's the name of the band? It completely escaped me. My Chemical Romance. What a brain fart that was. She's been naming <laughs> a few Chemical Romance songs in the chat, trying to see what people can remember. Uh, Black Parade, she says here. I'm Not Okay is another one. And I, I don't mind both of those records. They're quite good. Stevo versus Benny equals money, apparently. <laughs> so that'd be interesting. According to Scottish Danny. I need to get in the gym before we
0: even think about that to be fair. <laughs> to be honest, Jesus. Yeah, steve put together, mind. <laughs> I'm all mouth, mate. I'll crumble. I'll, be, I'll, give him, I'll give
1: him a hug when I see him. I'll That's it. <laughs> uh, Sharon there saying, teenagers, that is a tune. I like that one. That's good. <clears throat> uh, and then Sharon continuing, flipping Eck. I know more than I actually thought I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and we got a few more here, Scottish Danny agreeing with Sharon about... The uh, Michael Romance songs and talking of AJ Styles' debut, Sharon got told about AJ literally minutes before we watched the pay per view. Hashtag wanker. Who told you that? I can't remember, Sharon. Who was who spilt the beans <laughs> on that one? That wasn't me. I don't think that was me. I hope it wasn't me. Are you? A, are you a serial spoiler? Is that what's going no, on? No, 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 no. I, w- I make because I wouldn't want it to spoil it for me. So
0: yeah, that's how I look at it as well. That's why I try and stay away from like dirt sheets or whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call them these days um, off the internet you hear room I mean I heard rumors about Edge about six months prior he was getting he was getting in good shape apparently okay well fair play to him I didn't even enter my head that he was going to return and when he did it was awesome as Sharon said earlier in the chat so Mm. yeah without a doubt without a doubt let's finish off our non wrestling topic
1: then Benny we have here Connor at Connor knows on Twitter he says entering the realm of basketball He says, my favorite college team, Kansas, came back from 15 points down at halftime to win the national championships back in March 75-69. It's the largest comeback ever in national championship history. Well, if it's the biggest comeback ever, I mean, I don't know a great deal about basketball myself, but if it's the biggest comeback ever, that is always going to be some achievement, mate, isn't it?
0: It's always good to see a team, whatever you support or, you know, whatever. I mean, for me, if you want to talk, come back, I, this will polarize the room if there are any F1 fans or Hamilton fans. But, you know, seeing Max Verstappen, you know, overtake Hamilton on the last freaking couple of corners last year in F1 to become world champion was, yeah. you know, it has it, it has its, it has its you know, you know, the... the there's a lot of debate about it. Put it this way, but it was uh, it was so cool to see. It. And if you if you are F one fan, Drive to Survive series on Netflix depicts it so well, and you get to see like Christian Horner reacting and stuff like you know the passion from you know whether it's football, you know, basketball, baseball, whatever you know. Um, if you're into it, you're into it. So any anybody you support and they do a comeback like that in the last minute, like a two one win, extra time in football, whatever, mm-hmm. you're you gonna remember it, aren't you? So you know, yeah it's good it's good stuff. yeah totally mate totally uh connor
1: also says here in terms of football in the first ever con CACAF nations league the united states went 2-0 down quickly it took goals from Gio Reyna and winston mckinney to level the score and in the 89th minute christian pulisic converted a penalty to make it 3-2 and seal the win well that's exactly what you're saying benny isn't it being two down and uh, pulling yeah, it back i suppose So yeah, exactly what you're on about. Exactly what you're on about. We've got some more here from Sharon. I asked her to name the person who gave the spoiler and she says, I shan't name names. It is that oof of the unmentionable. I think I know who you're referring to. I won't name them either, but (laughs) fuck them. (laughs) I'm sorry, all right? I didn't mean to. (laughs) No, it wasn't. (laughs) And finally, Mr. Matt Willis. He says here, best comebacks. Liverpool against Milan. Liverpool against Dortmund, Liverpool against Barcelona. Are we noticing a theme here? Yes, we are. Sean <laughs> Michaels in 2002, Roman Reigns yeah. from leukemia. And one yeah. last one, the UK in Eurovision, a laughing stock for 24 years, finally a respectable position.
0: Okay. Oh, mate, that was so cool. I've been be watching Eurovision like a little bit on and off. Last couple of years, the other half loves it. So watch it with her. And, I've never seen UK ever get any points. So the fact we got four points on the first one, I was like, on oh, well that. will do. <laughs> I'm happy with that. And the fact that we came freaking second was insane. Um, The only yeah. downside to Eurovision, as we all know, even if you don't watch it, it's very politically <laughs> in- influenced, yeah. unfortunately. So you know. But the, the song for written, uh, yeah, the guy for Britain. I mean, I know
1: I, I didn't even know it was on until Sharon told me. Like, but the guy yeah. for Britain. Sharon brought up his um I don't know
0: if it was his TikTok or his Facebook TikTok, or something. Yeah, because yeah. I again my missus did the same with me, mate. I didn't know he was And he was know, singing big.
1: like um like queen songs and he's Mar- good, Mariah Carey try- my God, this guy can wail.
0: He's got range on him, to be fair, mate. So, you know, um he's got big things now. Second though, so close. But uh, it was good. Um mm. it was good it was good to watch it to be fair. It was good fun. Couple of beers in, mate, as well. You know, everything's good fun, to be fair. <laughs> well, there you go.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> is it for our non wrestling topic this week. Thank you so, so much to absolutely everybody who messaged in, tweeted in, uh, WhatsApped in, gave us your greatest comebacks of all time. Uh, Benny, any standout to you, my friend?
0: I think I bet, you know, it's mainly wrestling, isn't it, to be fair? Unfortunately, you know, I was. CM Punk coming back to WWE, if not only for that Fox show was quite cool. I you know, it led me to believe that maybe we'll see him in the ring one day. Okay, we did. Now he's in AEW. <laughs> um didn't quite get there. Um, I think most recently, Edge is obviously a freaking uh um uh, my mate says it all the time when we talk about it in the when Edge comes out in that through that smoke at Royal Rumble and yeah. the, the like the passion in his eyes. The music and just everything is so freaking awesome. Um you know, John Cena coming back at the Garden when he was supposed to be out for like a year with the torn shoulder. Um, you know, just just there's so many cool comebacks, really. Jericho coming back, I think it was 2007. Correct me if I'm wrong. When he had the the Y2J code thing coming up yes. for a little bit, and he um, interrupted Orton. Um, fun little fact: the what I found out, re- I say recently last year, the uh, the waistcoat he was wearing was made from the shirt he debuted in. In 1999 oh wow <laughs> so, i didn't know that I did, yeah so it was so cool man and then obviously you know um yeah just most of mine's wrestling come i think it wasn't a win is i can't remember what year it was this is a problem why we didn't bring it up but somebody in the chat will probably remember but it was arsenal versus newcastle and uh joey barton was still playing for newcastle so that's how long ago it was sorry let me just stop you there benny okay go on sharon do you in the
1: chat do you know what game he's going to refer to now
0: just out of curiosity I bet you do. We've got a bit of a story about this one. Carry on, Benny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe 2011 might be 2012. It may even be 2013. I don't know. It's somewhere within there. And uh, I'm not even... At the time, I was full into football um, to to a point of watching the games. I don't know every player and all this stuff, but like... Um, oh, what was his name? It was basically... I think it was like 4-3. And then it's... I remember it coming in on a cross. It came off the head of someone of the Arsenal... <laughs> I've <laughs> been told to shut up. I'm not arguing <laughs> with Sarah, mate. I'm not arguing with the missus. Uh, all I remember is that... Is, oh, what the hell was his name? checked t- Yeah,
1: Chioté, Chioté, Chioté
0: something like that. that. It came out and he just smashed it yeah. um, from probably about 25 yards and it went in. And I, I jumped out of my seat for him because there was a lot of story going on in that game, like Arsenal being dickheads yeah. and stuff. So Joey Barton as well. And Joey Barton was not a good... <laughs> as we well yeah. know, was not good. But um, See, Basically, you know, that game... Arsenal were 4-0 up That's and it, yes. That's
1: I it. think there was I think there was only half an hour left I think they're still 4-0 up well into the second half and then Arsenal had a man it's sent off it. Yeah. and I said to Sharon I want to put money on Newcastle pulling this back I want to put money on Newcastle not losing this game at 4-0 down yeah, with half with like half an hour left or twenty five minutes left. <laughs> okay, Sharon basically talked me out of it, thinking I was like, no, it's, I, I can just feel it, and Sharon's like, no, no, no. Mm. So I I went I, in the end, trying to be sensible, and my wife was right. It was a silly gamble. It was a silly bet. Shouldn't you know she's completely right and
0: <laughs> she said you said it at half time by the way and <laughs> oh, I said it at half
1: time yeah and then a game when they were when it was at four of half an hour and then Arsenal had the man sent off and so on um yeah, yeah, and I didn't it. put the bet on and then it happened and basically I'd have been quids in mate because the odds that I found were huge
0: I bet they would, so. yeah I bet they were really good as well to be fair but um, it's okay I don't hold a grudge my love um <laughs> I was watching it on match of the day uh obviously later on and i'm i'm back in the house i've just finished work about 10 i've got home about half 10 i I'm a match of the day it's about 11 o'clock at night and i've jumped out of my freaking seat going yeah like and i'm not even you know i'm just, i'm yeah. united fan but um in i woke the house up <laughs> put it this way so i, I got <laughs> i got a bit of a in to be fair but you know um loved it man it's still one of those games i remember definitely quite yeah. funny like i said you i got sucked into the story of the game you know, not necessarily yeah. being an Arsenal fan or a Newcastle fan. Um, we all know what Joey Barton was like. Uh, but, like, to see this thing play, like, what the hell are these Arsenal doing? Like, you know, you're being a bit of dicks, to be fair. And then to see him come back in... Was it a draw after it was, wasn't it? It was four, yeah, four or- each. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it was, it's it's just...
1: It's drama. That's what it comes down to, mate. Yeah, yes. It, yes. That's all it is. It's drama. It's, it's sporting <clears> drama. And that's what I love. That's why I love wrestling. I love football. It's, it's drama. It's stuff playing out in front of your eyes. You know, I, I just love all that.
0: Yeah. I think that's why most of us
1: like wrestling to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple, I mean, United were three 0 down at Tottenham a while back. And apparently Alex Ferguson's whole team talk consisted of come on lads. It's only fucking Spurs. And we went out and scored five (laughs) in the second half.
0: (laughs) What was the year we won the treble and we were losing? Because I I, I was young. I was like... 99. 99. Yeah, yeah. uh, My brother was crying like they we were losing and then they scored and then they scored again so the tears were still there but it was from sadness to freaking pure yeah. joy <laughs> you know that yeah, was a cool what, amazing
1: that's, amazing yeah. moments there winning that game yet yeah, uh right. amazing i mean wrestling wise obviously you, we spoke about edge coming back at the rumble uh john cena coming back at the rumble cena coming back, at cena coming back recently at the end of money, in, was the bank. Couple, money in the bank was, in the was bank, that bank, the yeah, reigns
0: but- Uh, Yeah, because he just beat an edge thanks to help from Seth Rollins. And I happened to be chatting to a mate on headset and I was watching because he'd already seen it. And I went, I was about to turn off. He goes, Oh, hang on a minute. I went, What? And he goes, Just hang on a minute. And seeing his music hit, I popped, mate. I was, Oh, my God, you know, because it it was a cool moment. Didn't say a word. The music in the background walks up to Reigns and just, You can't see me. And it was just, and to hear the crowd respond, I thought it was cool, man. I'm one of the biggest sort of
1: John Cena critics, I guess, but I, I, I appreciate I how good he is well, for, for the business. I appreciate all that. But, um, yeah, I, I popped like a, I, I went mad when it happened. <laughs> it's I, cool, it was so silly, so silly. And then, um, then
0: what, a few weeks later, we had um, Brock Lesnar come back. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, yeah, I was thinking we do a thing for the next six months was every time Reigns beat somebody, <laughs> somebody else would come back to try and <laughs> take the title off him, you know, but, I uh, want we'll say hi to Cameron in the chat there. How you
1: doing, mate? I hope you're well. You Just been? joining us now. Um, Motley Crue as well, mate. Motley Crue in 2005. I was a massive Motley Crue fan. They'd split up, yeah, doing nothing, and then they basically released a single, and they were doing a world tour, and I went on the reunion world tour, and it's one nice. of the most extravagant, over-the-top, shows i've ever seen the stage show was ridiculous and it's now a dvd that, like you can get the concert on dvd and stuff and it's worth it just for the beginning where this weird midget dude opens a box to let vince neil the lead singer out and then there's strippers falling from the ceiling eating fire and it, it honestly on, on the whole way through the show i was just like what the hell am i watching it is incredible yeah come show? back. <laughs> sorry
0: show fall down as
1: well yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's it and then i woke up and it was all a dream Um, (laughs) oh dear okay so i guess that does totally complete our non-wrestling topic mate i've had an absolute blast discussing that as always it's always good fun and the cwf are always awesome with their responses but i guess we are i suppose a wrestling podcast so we better talk a little bit of wrestling Let's
0: get ready to
1: now, then, the topic, though, well, the match that won the poll this week was my choice. And I'm over the moon about that because this is a match that I remember being amazing, but watching it back, it's better than even I remember.
0: This is why you invited me back because mine lost. That's why you've invited me back, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 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 to gloat. <laughs> just to gloat. That was it. An hour and ten minutes in, you want to now gloat? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, the match that won this week's poll
1: was the WrestleMania 21 contest between Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle, two of my all-time favourite wrestlers. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard it, Benny, but Mags. When I first spoke to Mags, it was on a show called Badlands, and the format was you would give your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. So you know, oh, okay. you, your four, you know, whatever of all time, and these two were on my Mount Rushmore of all time greatest wrestlers I've ever seen. They, I just think that it, it, now, if I sat down, the four may be different, but yeah. these two would still be on it. I think because they yeah. they were
0: that good, you know. I think it's subjective as well, and obviously it's personal to you your experiences with the wrestling business, isn't it? Who you mm. would have in your top five or top four or whatever it may be. So, um, you could ask me and yourself, probably you might have several the same, but you might switch one out every now and again. <laughs> yeah. Think. It was but the yeah. fourth
1: place one that I had real trouble, uh, deciding upon the other, the other three were kind of lock-ins the fourth place kind of interchanges, but yeah, yeah I know what you mean. It, it depends on the day as well, doesn't it? I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. this comes from the staple center in LA, and it was the year where apparently WrestleMania goes Hollywood. So we had all of the famous uh, and still to this day, brilliant promo packages of the WWE wrestlers Yeah, in, in famous movie
0: some, scenes. Some great ones in there, man. Oh. Paul Puchin, Booker T and Eddie, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, one that made me pop first time I ever watched it was um, Triple H's Brave art speech, then yeah. it cuts to where the soldiers should be. It's just Spears and Ric Flair with the donkey for yeah. some strange reason. <laughs> um, it made me pop. Um, and he starts shouting at the donkey and wooing. I think taxi drivers up there, obviously, you know, you're talking to me. Yeah, they <laughs> all know, had a go at that, all didn't all they? I think a lot of them had uh, a go at uh, like that. Yeah, Big Show ripping his jacket and Sninsky if he did anything right, this was probably when he's about to, I say, are you taught anything falls behind him? Was that wasn't my fault. And yeah. just
1: like,
0: <laughs> Not that he did anything other. I don't think he did anything overly amazing in WWE in his run, but the, the thing doing that seems hilarious. Um, just, um, and obviously I don't know what else I'm trying to think. the oh, Christy Hemi and Kurt Angle with the wig on. Yeah. Uh, was, was quite fun. Um, oh, um, what was that film? Uh, when Harry met Sally. That's I think, right, yeah. Um, and obviously Eugene, Forrest Gump, punching yeah, a nurse in good. the face, which was a bit uncalled for, but you know. <laughs> yeah. And then, on the, on the, sorry, go on. I was just going to say it ended with William Regal saying, run Eugene, run, which was weird and <laughs> cheesy. But, you know, um, they were they were quite entertaining, to be fair. And, and you know, not all of them. John Cena and JBLs was a lot more serious because I think it was a few good men. That's I right, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, you want I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Theirs was a lot more serious and felt more like more of a promo of their match coming up, rather than the rest seemed a bit just silly. In we're in Hollywood, yeah. you know, let's have fun with it. So, there I think there is a
1: a collect that they've all been collected on YouTube and put together, so you can watch them all in one hit. And they are gold. They're, they're some
0: of the best promo
1: clips for you know.
0: Yeah, I've just realised I forgot on the um, what's that film called with uh, Sharon Stone in it. Oh, Steve, Steve Buehler and yeah, yeah basic yeah. instinct. Stephen Richards in uh, Christian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve yeah, yeah. Um, How about <laughs> masochistic activity? What the? F- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was quite funny. That was more cringy than funny. But when he when yeah. Christian beams forward out of the dark and says, "How about say," so? <laughs> I can't even say yeah. what that laughing. It was funny, man. So it was good fun. was good most good. So. uh you mentioned eugene
1: there and a moment that happened on this uh this <clears throat> wrestlemania card is we and i watched it back today this moment because i remember it being fantastic and being younger and like loving this moment yeah regardless of how cheesy and semi predictable it is eugene comes to the ring who everyone you know if you're unaware of the eugene character Go and check it out. The guy could wrestle. Nick Dinsmore was his real name. Uh, he can really yeah. work. But he was basically playing a mentally handicapped person or somebody who was mentally challenged, shall we say. And now looking back in 2022, it's not in the best light or the best taste, really.
0: I, I always looked at his character to a degree, like the pureness of like people. like Trust everybody. Mm-hmm thinks nobody will hurt him and unfortunately obviously with his storyline um you know it did happen to him but like yeah yeah i try i can see why people will get offended by it i, I agree with that but like the guy could wrestle as you said so mm. um and, and for a short time it was a good little underdog gimmick really i suppose yeah yeah
1: uh, and then you had eugene in the ring and he was basically attacked by Mohammed hassan who was another dodgy gimmick around the time of terrorist attacks all over the place. And basically, you know, really, really in bad taste. And Hulk Hogan, who went into the Hall of Fame the night before, his music hits, he comes out to save the day. Now, I remember that being an awesome, awesome moment. Hogan's music hit, that crowd popping. Oh, it was superb. It reminded me of being a young little kid and thinking Hogan was great. and all. Watching it back now in 2022, you've got a guy pretending to be Mentally challenged. You've (laughs) got an American guy who I think was actually of part Italian descent, pretending to be of Arabian descent and effectively being a terrorist. If you've not seen the scene on SmackDown where his terrorist companions attack the Undertaker, go check it out. I'm not going to go into it now, but it's incredibly bad taste. And then you've got a guy who is just basically a big orange racist. And so, in 2022, that that whole that whole moment that meant a lot to me as as as, you know younger person. Now
0: it's like, oh dear me! (laughs) I watched it back as well, funny enough, because that's uh, when this WrestleMania comes into my head. I remember certain things, and that's one of them. But it wasn't as big a moment. And I actually, I'm like like yourself. I think we're mirroring the way you were feeling about it as the way I was feeling about it, watching it back. So if anything, watching it back has probably ruined it for me, the memory of it anyway. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, when I think of this WrestleMania, I think of the first Money in the Bank. I think of um, John Cena winning his first title, which was a oh, bit yeah. after, actually, now that i th- watching it back. Um, uh, Taker versus Orton, I love that match. Uh, and Batista and Triple H's story that have been told over the last two, three years of Evolution and you know, disbanding and all that stuff. So for that pay-per-view it was the more thumbs about up, thumbs dying moment. Yeah. So for me yeah. watching it at the time, it was more about Batista and what, what's he going to do, you know, and mm-hmm. um, for some reason, Kurt Angle and HBK, I know it's on the card. It's for some reason for, I was probably about 20. I don't know. I need to work. I'm not going to work mass. And I was too late. Um, but like, I think <laughs> about, I think about 20, I don't know. Um, and for some reason I liked it, but it, it isn't one of those because it's not a moment but actually watching it today as we will get into, it's uh, changed my opinion on it mate to be fair so see for me I'm the other way I think of
1: WrestleMania 21 I think of this match because as I said yeah. these are two of my all-time favourites and to me this was a dream match you know Michael's spent a long time retired Angle you know, he's he's off to TNA and whatnot, and back and forth, and you know, injuries and so on. But seeing these two here squaring off at WrestleMania, this yeah. is a dream match for, for the wrestling fan I was back then, and even now, to be fair, yeah. it's it's two it's two of my all time faves. The storyline going into this was was a brilliant piece of storytelling as well. You basically had uh Kurt Angle on a quest to try and win the world championship, he gets eliminated from the Raw Rumble by Shawn Michaels. Which yeah. is effectively going to cost him his opportunity at the world title. He then comes back and eliminates Michaels and gives him a beatdown at the Rumble. That starts off the feud, and then it kind of escalates to basically a case of who is the best ever. Yeah. And you've got uh, Angle saying about he won a uh, <laughs> Olympic gold medal in 1996 of a broken fricking neck, as we all know. Yep. yep. But all he could hear about in '96 was this guy, Shawn Michaels, ab sailing down from the ceiling. Uh, and putting on a spectacular WrestleMania 12 and he calls it a clinic. You go back and watch that match. It's not quite a clinic. It's, it's all right. Uh, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very
0: highly uh, talked about match though. Uh, yes. You know. Yes. I mean, I didn't watch yes. when it happened, but I watched it years later and I was, I could, weirdly, I was enjoying it for an hour. Then the end comes and you're like, oh, you have to start again because we can't have a draw. Well, you've set the wrong match up then, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Really>? Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, we
1: get what I thought was just, again, fantastic storytelling. Kurt Angle saying it took Shawn Michaels years to get to the stage he's at now or the stage he was at before his injury. I'm going to do what he did in a couple of weeks. So yeah. he has a ladder match that was quite comical. Go and find it on an episode of SmackDown. It's brilliant. Wins that. Obviously, you know, taking off of the ladder match at WrestleMania 10 with Shawn Michaels yeah. and the late Scott Hall. He then wrestles Marty Genetti, Shawn Michaels' old tag partner on an episode of SmackDown. And to be fair, I mean, Marty Gennetti is never held up in a good light on this show for various reasons. Uh, Basically, the guy's a prick, let's be honest. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, again, various reasons, but I'm not going to go into them right now. But, uh, Gennetti held his own there and that ends, obviously a lot of it was Kurt, I expect, but that ends up being a good contest too. And then we get the moment that everyone kind of remembers Angle saying that he's shown in ring he's better than Sean but Now he wants to show that he's a better entertainer than Sean. He comes to the ring to Shawn Michaels' music, dressed in Shawn Michaels' gear with sensational Sherry in tow, Sean's first <laughs> manager. When, when he and Marty Giannetti parted ways back in uh well, it would have been late 91, early, very, very early 92, wouldn't it? And he sings his own version of Shawn Michaels' entrance <laughs> theme. Yeah, does, yeah, and it's just oh my goodness, absolutely. Gold, and if you ever get to see it, it's, it's brilliant. We got Scottish Danny in the chat there saying, "Just a sexy Kurt," and yeah, yeah. Cameron Griffin responding, yeah, "You'll make your ankle hurt." Oh, it's just so good! It's uh, the build was absolutely superb. It, it was WWE storytelling when it's done well. They are bloody brilliant at it, Benny, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, that I mean, think looking back at it now. After it got past the rumble bit, it was great. But like the tenuous link of um, we were all about tenuous links on Jane Wrestling. But um yes. <laughs> it's like you eliminated me from the rumble. Oh, so I'm gonna come out and eliminate you. All right, but if everybody did that, there'd be nobody left. So, you know, but then obviously it leads into the greatest ever and all that kind of stuff. So it got better, you know. But I remember seeing that and like, Really? <laughs> this is how you're gonna hmm. start the feud. Maybe it could have been done differently, of course it could, but you know, you're built into WrestleMania, so but it was a it, as you said, as you've outlined it, it got better, and yeah. kind of trying to one up the showstopper was uh, was really good. To be fair, some of it very cringy, but it worked. So yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. Uh, it's very, it's very much being built up as being, even though it's halfway through the event, it's being built up as a big match. It has a big match feel to it, and Absolutely, that's yeah. that's helped, I think, by the think. And Jim Ross on commentary, uh, Howard Finkel on the uh, ring announcing duties, sort of giving out people's, I suppose, uh, accolades. Shawn Michaels has won X amount of world titles and he's a European champion. He was this, he was that. Kurt Angle's yeah. won this medal and he's won this and he's done all that sort of stuff. Absolutely fantastic. You know, really, really great hype, right, right to the last moment. Uh, your good buddy there, NJB, saying I got the moves that make them all tap out. Yeah, carrying on from the,
0: yeah, yeah, carrying it's on from so that. So- try-
1: if you're listening on the audio version, I'll try and cut a little bit in there somewhere. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, and basically, then the match starts with them two having a square <laughs> off, very similar to how they appear behind our faces here today, yeah. Benny. And you're waiting for them to tie up, but Sean just slaps him
0: yeah slapped him straight in the mush slaps him right in the mush and you're like whoa something to surprise me in this match actually the crowd because i thought michael's was the favorite and it seemed like it was to begin with but as the match was going on it seemed to shift a little bit of who mm-hmm. was but then, yeah. also, but then even after that after a while towards the end i think they're both being cheered for the stuff that they're doing really so but yeah the slap is uh I wasn't expecting the slap to be honest. Even I watching it back earlier before we started, I was like, "Oh, all right."
1: Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> expecting. It so you know, yeah. <laughs>
0: you're, you're right about the crowd as well. I think
1: I'll be honest. Considering how well the build-up was put together for this match, and the fact it's WrestleMania, and the fact that just before this match they'd had the ladies' contest, which is basically back in the day was viewed as as being a piss break. So it's <laughs> been this is being given an opportunity for people to have a break before these guys come to the ring.
0: Yeah, they're quite. The crowd are quite quiet early on. I, find. I feel like yeah, they're kind of like sitting on their hands a bit. I think to begin with, but this is a the way they did this match was really good because they've told a story from like you talk about you hear about them talking about making a story in the ring. I feel like you don't see it that much anymore. To be honest, you know, no. even down to the basics of just like working the arm. Let's work this arm, so later on when he tries to do something, it comes back and bites him in the ass because I've been stretching it and pulling it and twisting it and now when you try to lift me up you can't because I've weakened your shoulder or something you know mm. just something that's basic but like these guys told a freaking great story I yeah think,
1: 100% and, and it starts with very much a uh, a wrestling sort of standpoint doesn't it we get the slap from Sean but then we end up with um, that they both hit the deck and they're, and they're trying to grapple for position and we then get Sean Michael's basically getting a side headlock on Kurt Angle and that side headlock goes on for a long time which normally could be potentially very boring but it's not because these guys Mm -hmm. are so good Kurt slips out at one point Michaels gets it back Kurt tries to suplex his way out of it Michaels Um, is yeah yeah. Yeah, that was brilliant wasn't it yeah you know and it's actual wrestling which is wonderful to see wonderful to see and both guys also all the way through this match they're trying to win the match
0: it's not just a fight it's not just a spot fest they're yeah. trying to it, it feels like an actual scrap in yes. terms of wrestling, you know rather than and i was you know it. they're in the corner you know the referees sort of break them apart uh just like i miss stuff like this and i was thinking about it while i was watching it you know headlocking like you said this goes on for a while to be fair then there's a suplex and all that kind of stuff but people say oh they did a rest hold when did it i know it's a rest hold but like when did it become a negative because Mm -hmm. i'm squeezing your head to try and drain the energy from you that's what Mm -hmm. they're doing that's the story they're trying to tell when did a rest move become a negative i don't know when this happened but you listen to podcasts and read reviews and oh yeah they did a rest move like well they need to breathe at some points but They're also trying to tell you a story of, like, I'm keeping him down to drain him, to force him to get back up on his feet and expel his energy or her energy. So I just don't like the fact that it's become a negative saying, a rest move, you know? That's
1: that's a really, really good point. Really good point. I I think a lot of the... I I don't want to be critical or seem like I'm digging these guys out, but (laughs) the young bucks, a lot of the stuff the bucks do is... Spot after spot after spot, and it's acrobatic and it's incredible to watch. It's entertaining, uh, maybe not to everyone, it's not to everyone's taste, but I i enjoy it. But they they, they go too far the other way,
0: you know. Yeah, so it's kind there's, of, there's, there's a balance, I'm not saying I know everything because I don't, but like, there's definitely a balance between, but like I said, it's just yeah, um, why <laughs> I mean, Ricochet, I like the guy, he's amazing, um, but like again, a guy that can do all this stuff, um sometimes I feel like you just need to slow down a bit and make, Mm. make a, an arm drag mean something (laughs) or a headlock mean something, you know, a DDT. We've had conversations before, but a DDT, it used to be used for my money for a, either a finish with Jake, the snake, but like a, a move that you did for desperation to create space between you and your opponent, because you've taken the brunt of it. So you hit a DDT, either go for a pin or you roll away to try and catch your breath to try and you know, get back in the match, you know? Um So, yeah, I, I could rant about that for another hour, mate, so let's move on before Wait, I do.
1: <laughs> obviously, I'm a touch older than you. To me, the DDT was a Are finish. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, to me, the DDT was always a finish.
0: Jake the Snake, or yeah. Anderson, that was it. They hit that DDT, boom, game over. But why couldn't you do a DDT every now and again, even though it's not your finish, and win a match off it, and people go, holy crap, and the next time they see it, they might win. You know, the way RVD used to take a DDT back in the day, it was almost like a bloody power driver in some cases. Again, we touched <laughs> so, upon yeah. it
1: last week a little bit, I think, didn't we? It's, yeah. it's about, if you've got a move that it's, <laughs> that's over, then y- you've won half the battle. Yeah. You know, for ex- you mentioned their arm drags. Ricky Steamboat in the eighties, uh, everyone now goes, oh, that's a deep Ricky Steamboat-esque arm drag. Cause Steamboat had yeah. the best arm drags. But yeah. Steamboat would hit an arm drag, back in the day, he'd hit one and then put on an arm bar and the crowd would pop because it meant yeah. something. Now, yeah. it's just, oh, we, we need to
0: move on because we're starting to sound like we'll old men trying to, to get clients Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that Leads in nicely to this match because we have arm bars and stuff going on in this match and then like yeah. reversal after reversal and the crowd are popping for it. You know, Michaels goes for a, like a super kick angle, catches him into an ankle lock at some point and, you know, early then, on, yes, there's an yeah, early ankle lock so, and the crowd yeah. go mad yeah exactly so for it, it i mean a ronda rousey locking that arm bar in you know she's a bit more thingy about it but like when she locks it on people go mental for it so mm-hmm. you can see transitions in wrestling or mma you see it in mma all the time you see a transition and people go mental because they know what it means and they know they've got that guy down or girl down or whatever you know so yeah it's a lost art to be fair <laughs> yeah, i think I, I agree i
1: agree uh eventually we end up on the outside And we get the table set up, I suppose. We're we're preparing the table. But then (laughs) nothing happens with it just yet because Kurt Angle gives Shawn Michaels the angle slam into the ring post. Oh, I felt that. that. (laughs) I don't remember that happening. No, I didn't That surprised me when I saw it. Um, And I don't think I've seen it since.
0: That thud when he hits it. um, Mm. It's a leg, I think, isn't it? Or is sort of like you know but they're um,
1: selling it as being his back obviously because Shawn Michaels has history of back issues but yeah, course, the yeah. replay shows his leg doesn't it
0: <clears throat> yes yeah but uh, you watch a replay, yeah but then obviously nowadays they have those led lights around all those led things now so when mm. you know this still hurts i'm not saying it doesn't but uh a he lost some teeth but like the fact that um you know these were metal posts you kind of cringed at it anyway so it, it told the story yep. for you in your own head you know so yeah definitely uh, we,
1: we, Angle then he, he's working the back, isn't he? He's driving his knee into the back, his shoulder into Sean back and he hits some beautiful belly to belly overhead suplexes that, that just are so well timed, absolutely superb. And uh, that's a yeah. running theme for me with Kurt Angle, especially in this time. And when he goes to TNA and so on, pretty much everything he does looks perfect. He hits a clothesline. It looks spot on. He hits a suplex, it looks immaculate. Yeah. He does a, he does a moonsault later on, and his moonsault is perfectly straight. It's like he's floating through the air. It just everything he does is just so right.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see anything in this match in terms of the wrestlers like I don't unless I'd have to really go back and really analyze every freaking like frame, but I don't think there's any far as more for my money, nothing seemed out of place, put it this way. No. Um, so the only thing I worry about with Kurt Angle doing a <laughs> moonsault is I always see Hardcore Holly when he puts his arm up and he, this is early on in Angle's career, but he slammed into Hardcore Holly's uh, forearm and it right. broke his, it. Broke his, it broke his. Whenever I see Angle doing moonsault, I'm a bit like, not because it was necessarily his fault or maybe it was too high or whatever. I don't know whose fault that was. I'm assuming it was Angle's, but, um, but yeah, I always, I always cringe a little bit when he does one, not because he can't, do them but it always takes me back to yeah I get you, you know so Eddie Guerrero when he does used to do a frog splash I used to cringe a bit because when he first came over he popped his elbow if you remember that that was um, so there's certain moves I go yeah <laughs> oh, it, we're okay so <laughs> you know I don't know I understand I understand yeah. uh, we get some more just
1: brilliant, brilliant spots. I mean, this is going to be a reoccurring theme as we run through these last few minutes of this match. I'm going to keep saying this is brilliant because it is bloody brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Michaels goes for his his you know <clears throat> excellent top rope elbow, but actually misses it. You didn't see him miss it very often. Yeah. Uh, angle uh, ang- angle goes for his angle slam, but that's countered into an arm drag. Uh, Angle tries to suplex Sean off the apron, a German suplex off the apron, and Sean hits a low blow. Maybe that was where some of the booze started coming in, Benny?
0: Yeah, possibly, because... Um, yeah, I've forgotten about that, actually, to be fair, because he's got the referee's attention, hasn't he, to be mm. fair? So he does the, the Ric Flair <laughs> low yeah. blow type thing. Um, yeah. Um, one thing, very quickly, the referee seemed rather close to these two men for a while, and every time there was a chop, he kept going... Like, I I don't never. I've never did i miss something
1: because see I-, I noticed it on one spell you're right but i think yeah. what i noticed was he's he's saying it was open-handed because if you look uh, okay. then when because sean has this thing of you'll throw a chop and then you'll throw a punch and then he will throw a chop and then he will throw a punch but every yeah. time he throws the punch the referee is saying you gotta have your open your hand open uh, okay in pro wrestling but it makes it or sense not, yeah. you know youngsters listening in pro wrestling a clenched fist is illegal Yep. You know, using the point of the boot is also illegal. Yep. But never mind. We'll, we'll an argument again for another day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean eventually comes off the middle rope to try and go through the table with Kurt Angle, but the table doesn't break. So the table spot doesn't quite go according to plan, but still looks brutal because the table doesn't break. They kind of bounce and slide off it. So that was quite, if anything, that would be one flaw. The table didn't break, so potentially the table spot didn't work. But I still think it really worked in the context of the story because it's so brutal
0: yeah i mean when a table doesn't break i feel it's more like you said brutal anyway Mm. one thing i will take from that i don't remember this but obviously we watched earlier the cameraman took the opportunity to film through the hole where the monitor was to look at Shawn michaels under the desk i thought it was quite a cool shot to be fair i thought that was quite unique yeah just very just oh i'll just film through there (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah i I think, is this where Angle gets busted open in the mouth or was he bleeding before then? I, I think remember. you're right. I think it is. Or, I think he caught his knee. I think he caught Shawn Michaels' knee at some
1: point. Uh, okay. So whether it was this move or shortly before that, but it was on that side of the ring
0: on the outside he caught his knee, yeah. yes. Because he gets back in the ring and he's like got his mouth open and blood's just kind of coming from his mouth. And they go, what a totally visual sure that is. Yeah. Because they're both,
1: some... they're coming from two sides of the ring, aren't they? And they're crawling towards each other. Yeah, and as you said, yeah. Angle's got the blur, and they sort of stumble up to their feet and just start throwing punches again. And then the crowd are back into it again, and it's oh, just brilliant stuff, Benny, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I like I said earlier, I, I'll give them a score in a bit, but it is a match that I may have just not forgot about it. I knew it was a good match, but probably didn't give it enough attention mm-hmm. until now. So I'm glad my other match didn't win, to be fair, because this was a freaking <laughs> brilliant match. To be honest with you, uh, we get another brilliant counter uh, as michaels
1: goes for the switching music and angle basically picks the leg i guess and turns it into the ankle lock but yeah. sean gets to the ropes after a long but and again this is storytelling he's gone for the ankle lock early on michaels has escaped it he's gone for the yeah. ankle lock again michaels has escaped it he's gone yeah. for the ankle lock here michaels is a bit more tired he's in it for a longer period he eventually yeah. gets to the ropes so you, it, it's it's the when you know the finish of the match, you can see the storytelling throughout the contest. I
0: yeah, think. it makes, this is what I mean about working an arm or, you know, whatever. Um, but there, is it this one where Michael's rolls through and it looks like Michael's leg, like buckles or something or his knee yeah, twists? It looks, it well, it looks yeah. very uncomfortable. And I'm like, Oh, looking back at it. Um, but yeah, like you said, the storytelling is good because, you know, I've tried it. You've got out of it. I've tried it again. You've got out of it. I've tried it. I've read it on a bit longer. You've got out of it. Yep. And how do I put this on without you getting out of it? Which is, like you said, now you know the finish. It makes sense that he's working out a way to put this move on so you don't get out of it. So I can, uh, you know. So yeah. And on the on the other side of that, I suppose Sean
1: early on is literally getting to the ropes or escaping the move. But as Sean is getting more tired, he's getting more frantic to try and escape that hold. Yes, so again, it just makes sense. It's just great, yeah, I mean. it yeah. just makes common sense. It's not difficult, you don't need 87 backflips to tell a story.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> oh dear. Um, the angle slam is attempted once again. Sean turns it into a sunset flip, which then gets turned into another ankle lock, which was a brilliant little sequence. That. That's so that's cleverly done.
0: I think that's the one where his knee buckles a little bit, yeah. So clever. But the crowd reaction to this was brilliant because it was yeah 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 and it was just like they almost like built upon it <laughs> and every yeah. time so the crowd sort of here yeah and it just kept rising and up. again we good. said the
1: crowd were quiet at the beginning didn't we yeah yeah but by this stage they're they're really whipping them up aren't they into, the into a bit, yeah, yeah
0: into a big cauldron of noise in this yeah. in this arena and, and, and more we more have... people are standing as well if you watch this back more and more people yeah. are standing as this match is going on 'Cause they're like, I want to so I am in this now. I'm yeah, I'm in this trying to you know, whoever they're cheering for, they're on the edge of their seat now wanting to know who's gonna win, basically. People are invested, aren't they? They've dragged That's them in. Words. So That's like, oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Do you exactly. know me, I say, I say twenty words when I mean three, so you know. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, we get a moment where Shawn Michaels is <clears throat> looking like he's
1: going for his top rope elbow drop again, but we get the the patented Kurt Angle I suppose, cat-like run, I suppose, where he scurries up the turnbuckles to grab him. And Angle slams him
0: off the top. That looks incredible as well. That gave me flashbacks of King of the Ring, Shawn Michaels, uh, not Shawn Michaels, sorry, Shane McMahon, 2001, on top of the board. That gave me flashbacks to that, man. So (laughs) That's a great match, that is. That's a great match. Um,
1: And then we get a moment that I, again, I remember literally jumping out of my seat for when I watched it live, because we have Kurt Angle, picking up the beaten and exhausted Shawn Michaels and shouting in his face about, why won't you stay down? Why won't you just tap? Yeah. yeah. You know, you're, you're And then Shawn, it looks like he hasn't got enough room to hit the super kick, but he manages to somehow just pop his foot up and just crack him at the blue with, I suppose, a desperation last ditch yeah. speech in music. And I remember, as the big Shawn Michaels fan I am, seeing him hit that move first time round watching live, and it literally got me out of my seat. It got yeah, the yeah.
0: reaction out of me. Obviously, the ring's bigger on the inside. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Right. <laughs> where, the, where the space was, I don't understand. Like you said, because you, you think, like if it was Randy Orton you were picking up, you could see Randy Orton hitting an RKO because he's close mm. enough. But to for Michaels to like step back and hit the move like he does in that speed, yeah, you're like, I don't even know how you've done this, but it was freaking awesome. And then they stayed down for a while, to be fair. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, Michaels do. is selling uh Michaels is selling that level of exhaustion he's experiencing. Oh, yeah. the angle in theory, he's just been kicked in the chops. So they're trying to portray him <laughs> as basically being out cold. He's he's literally like starfish on the mat. He's he's out cold. Sean crawls over, gets an arm across. Kurt kicks out at like 2.99 seconds. It's so, so <laughs> close. But until because he meets... Mo- get to three without getting oh. to three. <laughs> exactly. What a mere four that was. And then Michaels is trying to stumble up to his feet. And, and Kurt, again, he, he's, he's not moving. He looks out for the count. And as yeah. Michaels stumbles up to his feet, Kurt picks the ankle again. On yep. goes the ankle lock. Brilliant. And it's just like, oh, man. And then Sean is scrapping and fighting. Now like, I've got an issue with when people are in a submission hold for too long because I think it makes the hold look weak and I think it can make uh, the finish of the match a little bit farcical because okay. they've been in the hold for that long and so on. But I think the way these two do it is great because Sean's yeah. in the hold for bloody ages, but he's trying to fight out of it, trying to fight out. And
0: every time he nearly escapes, Angle drags him back. The crowd them- as well. Every time yeah. Angle pops, pulls him back yeah. into the middle and then eventually chucks that leg down to pin him in that situation yeah you know that's it every time sean nearly escapes
1: angle does something to apply a different type of pressure or a bit more pressure and again makes perfect sense to which point then sean starts selling more which again makes perfect sense until eventually like you said benny as you brilliantly explained then he he drops down you know voices the leg out with his own legs sean can go nowhere and this moment here with Sean is like just out of his hand. What should I tap? Should I not? He did that, so well. He, did <sighs>
0: that so well. he really and, did. And just yeah.
1: behind him, because the camera's looking at Sean behind him on the floor, you can see Kurt Angle starting to apply even more pressure and more pressure and more pressure with his body movements and so yeah. on until eventually Sean Michaels taps out uh, and Kurt Angle wins the match. And Angle leaves the match pretty quickly and hbk gets a great ovation from the crowd so. it,
0: it was a bloody great match. to be honest like for some reason i'd actually i i thought, I thought I, i'm pretty sure angle wins this and there was moments where it looked like hbk was going to win it, so i thought angle won this match so even i was a bit like unsure yeah. of who was going to win um but uh i thought there was going to be a moment actually i thought we we're gonna have like a steve austin moment where he doesn't tap out he passes out i almost thought that was going to okay. happen um, but obviously the way he did, as we explained, with the hand going down and the crowd, I remember that bit when Michaels lifts his hand up and sort of goes down but stops about, I don't know, I don't know what that is in measurement, a half, yeah, you know, half half a half foot of or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The crowd almost start cheering because they think Michaels is tapped, but he hasn't actually done it yet. And there's yeah. moments where he's like, no, yes, no, yes. And then eventually he does. And like you said, they did it so well, to be honest. The it's timing was brilliant. So... Um, It's a brilliant, absolutely super,
1: so good, so so good. Um, Out of ten, then Benny, what you giving it, my friend? Um,
0: This is a bit like a this is a bit like a waiting room thing because before I watched it, it probably would have been like a solid seven. Mm -hmm. Now, now I've watched because of my memory not being like overly clear on it. um, It's a solid nine point five, mate. To be fair, it's a damn near perfect. I think. I think almost a 10. I'm going to say 9.5, though. You know, um, The referee annoyed me. That's nothing to do with the wrestlers. The referee annoyed me more than anything, to be honest. He seemed a bit too close, a bit too familiar in places. Um, in, I thought he was playing pass cake at one point. He kept clapping all the time. I was like, what are we doing? I, I thought, this isn't a tag match. What are we doing? No, he, um, he just felt a bit... The first 10 minutes or so, the referee felt a bit too close for my liking. You know, He's got a referee. I get that. And then there's one bit where he even pulls Michaels away from Angle, which obviously Angle gets the upper hand, but it made no sense in that. S- I don't know. He it, it just annoyed me for some reason. I don't even know which referee it is, to be honest. You uh, know it reference. was
1: Baby Hebner, wasn't it? Earl Hebner's it? son. Okay. I, is, I thought yeah.
0: it was, but I wasn't sure. But um, yeah, yeah. That's, but, uh, to be fair, man, solid 9.5, I think. Well, that's a really,
1: a, really, really high score, to be fair.
0: So, like I said, my memory not being as it was and not, when I think of WrestleMania 21, I already said earlier about like, you know, Undertaker Orton and stuff. My mind wasn't really there, I suppose. So a seven, I said, but yeah, 9.5, man. It was a freaking great. I'm glad you made me watch it, to be honest, because I probably wouldn't have otherwise. So Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, for me, ultimately, I, I love
1: great wrestling. That's what I watch wrestling for. And I appreciate, I've seen some fantastic stuff in New Japan. That's a different style to this that I loved and thought was some of the best matches I've ever seen. I've yeah. seen some great stuff in AEW, which again, is a completely different style. And uh, again, I think some of the best matches I've ever seen uh, and, you know, go back to the eighties again, a different style, but I still think it's some of the best matches I've ever seen and so on, uh, just different matches from different contexts being brilliant for what they were. Yeah. When it comes to the WWE style of wrestling, when it comes to sports entertainment, shall we say, and the product that they are putting forward and have put forward for so many decades. I think you're going to be really hard pressed to find a WWE match that is better than this. There may be some that are equal, but I think you're going to be really, really hard pressed to find some that are better. I'm not saying they're not out there. And by all means, you know, I love different matches for different reasons. The the Shawn Michaels ladder match is fantastic. Uh, Angle versus Benoit at Royal Rumble 2003 incredible contest but yeah. to me when it comes to wwe and the style of wrestling day put forward it doesn't get much better from vince yeah. mcmahon and his lot than this so i'm I'm pulling the trigger mate
0: it don't happen very often to me this is a 10 wow okay this is a full I mean, I'm on, I, I was on the edge for a ten anyway, so you know, <laughs> I yeah. went nine point five. But yeah, I can see it was, why it was better than I remembered it
1: being, and I remembered it being freaking amazing. So yeah. yeah, to me, this is a ten. Both both these guys, fair play, take a bag That was unbelievable. That's a
0: good one. Now, like I said, man, I'm glad you made me watch it. To be honest, it was a freaking great match. And I I went, oh and oh and oh. <laughs> it was <laughs> and the, I don't remember the crowd being that loud because I think I remember the crowd being quite quiet in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I didn't give you much of a chance, I guess. I don't know why my brain th- thought, not that I thought it was bad, like I said, but why my brain, like when you pick a match, you go, I want to watch that again, or I want to watch that again. For whatever reason, this wasn't on my list, but it is now, so. Shawn Michaels, around this time was incredible. Kurt Angle around this time was incredible. And it was
1: two of the best of that generation coming together at the right time. It's just so good. So good. I'm glad they did it
0: now then when they did it because if they'd done it a few years later, it wouldn't probably have been as good to be fair. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. And I, I implore anyone who has not seen this match before
1: or who has not seen this match in a very long time. WrestleMania 21, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle, go and check it out. It is well worth a part of your evening. It is that bloody good. But are we going to watch something as good Mm -hmm. next week? We have to both link to, well, from (laughs) this match to another match. And then everyone in the CWF gets to vote on our Twitter poll to decide
0: what next week's wrestling match will be. So, Benny, what you got for us? Are you making me go first again? Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, using the link of Shawn Michaels and WrestleMania, we're going to go back only a couple of years, to be fair to actually one of my favourite matches and like you said Shawn Michaels' run uh, was was still in like sort of that earlier stage to a degree he'd come back in SummerSlam Um, we've got a WrestleMania 19 and Jericho one of my favourites of all time against um, Shawn Michaels Um, and I feel like it's one of those matches where people remember WrestleMania 19 probably for Brock and Kurt bloody great match again although Brock nearly killed himself in the process there's some great matches on that card to be fair yeah you know, like, Golden Golden Rock, well you know as well it's a good wrestlemania um so because it's earlier on in the show i feel like chris jericho and michaels kind of doesn't get forgotten but kind of gets swept under a little bit and you think yeah you know other things a bit like i did with this wrestlemania to be fair so yeah my pick is um chris jericho versus Shawn michaels wrestlemania 19. absolute belter of a pick that is a storming match And again, that's
1: one that when Michaels came back in 2002, on this show, we've covered his comeback match at SummerSlam and we've covered the Elimination Chamber as well where he he won the world title at Survival Series 2002. This run of Shawn Michaels' career, I was all about this. I was fully invested in watching WWE again because Shawn was my guy growing up. So when he came back and seeing him wrestle him against Jericho, it's, it's the same as him against Angle, really. Him against Jericho is one of those matches where I thought, "Oh, why
0: this is going to be good." And it's it a does wrestler's disappoint. dream match, isn't it? It's a wrestler's dream match, yeah. um, in a sense of like nothing wrong with Rock Hogan. That's like it is the, the the entertainer icons, and then you have like people like Ric Flair, Michaels, Kurt Angle, Jericho, and you have the wrestlers' um, mm-hmm. dream matches. You know, so yeah, I would definitely say Jericho and Michaels is definitely up there in terms of. Um, you know wrestlers dream matches i think brilliant storytelling as well really good shape benny really good shape great great contest if and they did it again a few years later didn't they they did it a few years well yeah back in the you know the ladder match and everything they had the summer slam accidental punch and all that kind of stuff going on oh yeah that was really brilliant that was a freaking great and again we go back to that thing of you don't have to have it done within a month it could be done over about six months to a year and it, as long as it's done right so that's again mm-hmm. podcast. sorry i'm talking <laughs> perhaps we'll fire
1: up uh, an episode of SJP for you and me to sit down and oh, criticize all the, <laughs> things, all the things about modern wrestling that we don't like <laughs> and an hour with, on DDTs mate to be honest <laughs> an hour on DDTs an hour on Hogan no-selling a pile driver and making me sick to the stomach and stuff like that <laughs> oh, No, that is a great shake Chris Jericho Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 19 absolutely fantastic WrestleMania by the way if you can miss the first couple of matches off I think Matt Hardy is in the opener. And I think we've got The Undertaker versus A-Train and Big Show, I think. If you yes. ignore those yeah. and, and get to maybe even Michael's Jericho and start from there, you have got some absolutely storming wrestling matches on that show. Well worth a watch. Yeah. But yeah, Michael's Jericho. Brilliant, show. Ah, uh, See, I, I racked my brains for hours, mate. How can I get to Barry Wyndham from here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I've not got Barry Wyndham. once parked <laughs> his car at
0: that arena. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my link is actually pretty straightforward, and it involves two things that I believe we need to watch a little bit more of on Chain Wrestling. I mean, this is our 43rd live episode, and then wow. you, you, add, you add all the... um. Uh, the, the audio only episodes that came out originally, and we're fast approaching 100 episodes. So, I don't think we've covered enough of this particular company and this particular <clears> wrestler <throat> as well. So, my link is Kurt Angle, okay. and I'm going to go a very straightforward link is another Kurt Angle match. I really enjoyed watching this. I want to go and see another Kurt Angle match, but I don't think we see enough from TNA. A lot of great wrestling happened in TNA. That's a you know. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. And I don't think we see enough. Uh, there's only, he's only been on the poll once. I'm not sure he won. Oh, he did win against CM Punk. We've not seen enough TNA. I don't think we've seen anywhere near enough Samoa Joe. So I would like to, using Kurt Angle as the link, head to TNA Genesis 2006 yeah. and watch Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe. I and for that. those for those concerned about access to it it is on youtube if it wins i will share a link so don't worry yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we haven't yeah. got to try and rely on just the wwe network it, it, it is, yeah, it is yeah. accessible on youtube so those are your choices for next week we have Shawn michaels versus chris jericho in an absolute belter of a contest at wrestlemania 19 and, and i mean for it to stand out on that show with the matches that are on that show with it says how good a contest it is. Yeah. And then we have Samoa Joe versus Shawn Michaels from Genesis 2006 in TNL.
0: Kurt Angle, mate, not Shawn Michaels.
1: Ah, dear me. Dear me. It's getting late, Benny. It's getting late. Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe. Sorry. From Genesis TNA two thousand and six. As always, you can be taking part in the poll there to decide where we go next week on our Twitter vote, which will come out shortly after the audio version escapes us uh later in the week. Benny, it's been an absolute blast again, my friend. John, let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online and all your content and so on.
0: Uh yeah, just it's it's so much it's so easier just to go to at Benny Mac on Twitter, n y m a c k There's a link tree for everything I'm up to and trying to do. And uh we have just brought a show back called The Nothingness Show, uh inspired by um because like we did it back in about twenty nineteen. The idea came out in twenty eighteen because I made the Twitter for it, so I got confused. Uh basically it's a uh, um I don't want to say it's a it's a bit like um Morty and Fitch to a degree. Um Fitch and Morty, how, how, what's the show called again? Morty and Fitch? I always get mm-hmm. the names wrong. Morty and Fitch, isn't it? Sorry guys, um, I'm only a new subscriber to that show, to be fair, I love it, um, but it it is good, but it brought the idea back to me that we did a show called The Nothingness Show, there's a whole story behind I won't waste your time now, um, but we did it in like, uh, we went into like a local cafe or whatever and just sat down and had a chat about whatever and it's called The Nothingness Show and we talk about everything and nothing. So it can literally be about bloody anything, mate, to be fair. Hopefully it was uh, episode um and Fitch, haha, my apologies, Danny. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's good. But yeah, like I said, sorry, I'm rambling. At uh, Benny Mac on Twitter uh, and there's a link tree in there for it, guys, so. Yeah, and check it all out. Like, all the Twitch streaming and stuff. As well, is good, man, to be fair. The rest and stuff i got going at the minute. Sunday, we're doing a show about quarter past seven. Our first pay-per-view for that, so come in and s- stop by and see what you think. <laughs> Hopefully some yeah. you like so yeah check that out uh
1: all the twitch streaming as i said the (laughs) paranormal podcast coming soon benny as well which i'm looking forward to a great deal yeah great stuff mate lots of things happening mate lots of things happening always good isn't it
0: i'm I'm trying to work on the paranormal show it is it is happening it's just taking longer than i expected um you know real life mate (laughs) and trying Uh, to do that podcast our podcast (laughs) and all these other things i want to do and then also try and you know have a job, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if this could be our job, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> that, that's that'd be that's living the dream if that happens, mate. Yeah, of that's course the dream. yeah of course. <laughs> appreciate you letting uh, me come on
1: again. Sorry, no, I enjoyed it, mate. Awesome, thank you for stepping in at such late notice as well. Uh, you can find me on twitter at sjp words and if you rather use the book of face then you can find my group there sjp all the shows and info and both of those are good points of contact if you want to just get a hold of me uh, talk about anything in particular any particular shows or anything like that or find links to anything i'm involved in whether that's old articles that i once wrote once upon a time that i share there uh, any any podcasts i'm involved in for example chain wrestling here or Nitro Nights that I do with Scottish Danny that pops out once a week, looking back on WCW, one show at a time. The Doctor Who pod with our good friend Dan Griffin, which is the end of season one is out tomorrow. So, well, tomorrow, if you're watching live, yesterday, if you're listening to the audio version on the Wednesday, it's out on a Tuesday, put it that way. And me and Dan are looking back on everything we covered in season one And basically running it down in a countdown format, putting our our least favorite to favorite (laughs) of the 14 stores we covered there. Uh, We also, of course, have the waiting room that I do with this uh, bad influence reprobate next to me here. Uh, (laughs) Looking at Quantum Leap, one episode at a time. I love that show so much. I'm really, really glad that we're back with season two on that one as well. But yeah, most importantly, of course, you can find this show at Chain underscore Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that TikTok thing me. But again, at SJP Words for everything I am involved in. Benny, it's been an absolute blast again, my friend. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Uh, I'm off now to probably go and watch the rest of WrestleMania 19 because it is that bloody good a card. <laughs> I'll speak to everyone next week i